from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys. This is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. It's Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The Raptors tweeted out a video yesterday featuring Fred Van Vliet and some of the new members of the team. Okay. And in an effort to welcome the new guys to the team and to the city and the fans who are very vocal and opinionated on all things Raptors, they were quizzed on their Toronto man's slang. Okay. Because done know if you're in Toronto, bear people's got to understand what we're saying. Right. So, in front of you, you have a piece of paper and okay, a pen. I do. I'm going to go through these questions. I'm going to ask you what the word is, and then you have multiple choice. You can tell me what the answers are based on what I'm telling you. Okay? okay. Yes. Yes. So your first word, Ross. Yeah. Y-U-T-E. Y-U-T-E. The word is? Ute. Is that A, a young individual, B, a whistle, or C, a Toronto neighborhood? Uh, I'm going to say that is a young individual because that to me is not Toronto man slang. That is my cousin Vinny slang. Two Utes. Two Utes. You are correct, sir. All right. Second word is A-H-L-I-E. A-H-L-I-E. Ali? Is that a subway station? B, am I lying? Or C, a Tim Hortons Timbit? When you go to the drive-thru, are you ordering that? How do you say it? How do you think it's said? Well, to me it says Ali, but it could be Ali. Ali. If it's a lie, then yeah. it's... Then what's what was the lie one on there? Am I lying? Am I lying? Yeah. A lie? Yeah. Am I lying? A lie. A lie. Is that yeah. B? Correct. Okay, I'm going with B. Correct. Okay. Okay. Third question. It's Jeez. two words. First two word. Two words? Yeah, first, first word. First word, yes. Sounds like... N-I-Z-E. N-I-Z-E. Nice. And then the second word is I-T. I-T. Nice it. Nice it. Nice it. Is that A, tying your shoe, B, a brand of nasal spray, or C, shut up? Nice it. Well, I've never heard it as a shoe. Um, I wouldn't know from nasal sprays. Those don't interest me. So what are you saying? Well, nice it. I can't see that there's slang for nasal spray happening on the streets. How long you been in the streets for? Right, I've been in the streets a long time. Not, not now though. I've been in the streets longer than they'd be saying Ali B or whatever it was or Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had the B on there because that was my answer. I'd like to strike that from the record. There was no B on it when you told me. Okay, Ali B. Ali I, think B. I, I think went to high school. With listen, him. listen, man. I put B because that was the answer. Okay, I've been on the streets long enough to know that that youths aren't rhyming uh, nasal sprays. Uh, so I'm going to say it was the what was the second one. Second one is nasal spray. Yeah. 
What was uh, the first one? one? First one is tying your shoe. No, not that one. Or the third one is shut up. They're not making tying your shoes cool, okay? Uh, so I'm going to say shut up, but I need you to really explain it to me where that comes from. <laughs> nice it, nice it. What does that mean? What does nice it mean? Shut up. No, but what like, does it quiet. mean? But yeah. what does it mean? Like just chill, like nice it, nice it. No, but what does nice it mean? You're not understanding me right now. <laughs> You're not understanding me. No, 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 no. Where does it, where does it originate from? Like why does it, why, what is it? You're we- in the streets. You should know. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Okay. For, for a second here. For one, one yeah. hot, hot minute. It just came around, man. No, but what case? Okay. It's just like every slang. Like you hear it, somebody says it and then all, everyone else starts uh, saying it. <sighs> Okay. Next word. Two words. Okay. Oh, two words again, man? Yeah. Okay, go. Uh, first word is D-U-N. B-U-N? D. D-U-N. Done. And then second word is K-N-O-W. Oh, I know this one. Is it A, a dim sum restaurant? No. Is it B, of course, or C, Canadian alcohol? No, it's of course. We say that all the time. Done no. Done no. This one's going to be easy for you. Easy. I know you know this one. Okay. okay Another one. Two words. Yes. First word. M-A-N. M-A-N. Second word. D-E-M. Mandem. Mandem? Mandem. Mandem. Is that a member of the Democratic Party? No. Toronto football team? No. Or a group of males? <laughs> You know me. Given any opportunity, my answer will always be a group of males. <laughs> and this is like, this is uh, Toronto Raptors tweeted out a video of Fred Van Vliet and a bunch of the other uh, newer members of the Raptors yeah. getting them caught up on Toronto slang. I got two more for you real quick. Oh my quick. God, okay. The first one is L-L-O-W. L. Lloyd? No, L-L-O-W. Second word is I-T. Lloyd. Okay. Is that A, a term for allow it, B, Kyle Lowry's nickname, or C, a snowblower? Okay. Say it to me, though. How do you you say this word? How do you think it's that? Lloyd. So what do you think it is? Lloyd. Lloyd. Is it like Lloyd, where you're like, you don't say one of the L's? Is that the deal here? Help me out, man. What do you Why think? are you laughing at me? Uh, Laloit. So say my, what are my options again? Uh, a term for allow it. Allow it. Is it Kyle Lowry's nickname or is it a snowblower? No, it's, I'm going to say allow it, but I need to know like how that allow it became no, just Laloit. nice it for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Just allow it. La- <laughs> okay. Okay. Last First one. of all, I, I need to speak with the person who came up with the spelling for this because that is not how you should spell that slang. Okay. Last one. Okay. Okay. Two yes. words again. Okay. N-Y-E. N-Y-E. A-A-A-H. Excuse me. Is your first word. A-A-A. Three A's? Yep. H? Yep. Second word. Yeah. E. E. H-H-H-H. Okay, that's not, that's not words right there. Um. Okay, N-I-E, right? Is that A, a Canadian TV show, B, a term for oh really, or C, a section of the Canadian National Anthem? No, that is not, that is definitely not that one. Uh, Can you say it to me, please? Use it in a sentence. Sure. Okay. Asked me if I watched the Raptors play last night. Okay. Did you watch the Raptors play? Yeah, eh? Okay. (laughs) With your Utes and Mandem. Okay. So it is, it's, uh, what were my options again? A Canadian TV show, no. a term for O'Reilly, or a section of the Canadian National Anthem. Okay, I'm going to say it's a term for O'Reilly, but I need you to explain that one to me too. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Today is uh, bow, bow, bow. International Sweatpants Day. Although, what does that mean? 
rock your sweatpants, but people have been doing that since March. It's also um, banana bread day. So get you some banana bread. Make you some banana bread. I don't like it. No? No. I love banana bread so no, much. don't like it. With chocolate chip? Not for me. Oh, it's so good. Not for me. Too much banana. No. And then also, here's what you do. Pro tip. Okay. Slice of banana bread. It's got to have chocolate chips in it. Okay. And you take a little bit of peanut butter, spread it on. Yeah. Ooh! You Ooh, are living life. That to me sounds... Oh, so good. That sounds like something that you guys would concoct, you and Maury, in here that no. somebody would have said, hey, I used to eat this real gross thing when I was a kid. No. It is... Delicious. Really? What is it? Banana bread with, with chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. And then you take a little bit of peanut butter mustard. and you spread oh, it on top. No mustard. Butter. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It is also uh, National Hugging Day. Okay. <sighs> We're not allowed to celebrate that though, right? We can only hug people in our houses that yeah, we live with. Right. 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 I, I got to tell you, yeah. I miss hugging so much. Yeah. You miss hugging who? Strange? Like other people? Just hugging in general. Like I hug my family, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I miss hugging, like, my friends and stuff. You do, huh? I really do. Wow. So to celebrate National Hugging Day, David Mori made some cold calls across the country to uh, try to brighten the mood of the people he's talking to by giving them over-the-phone virtual hugs and to see if they'd be into it. Hello? Hi, how are you? How are you? It's National Hug Day. Let's hug through the phone. Hug me now. No, no, thank you. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big ask. Hello. Hey, how are you today, buddy? Yeah, what do you want? Today is National... Huh? huh? Okay, so today is National Hug Day. I thought that we, you and I could hug over the phone. No, I don't like nothing for you. I don't call you, you don't call me. <laughs> it is National Hugging Day. Happy National Hugging Day to you. Well, thank you, and same to you. Okay, what kind of a hugger are you? Are you a tight hugger? Are you a loosey-goosey hugger? What kind of hugger are you? I don't really want to talk about that. Is that a private thing? Is hugging private to you? I am sitting here all by myself, and there's nobody to hug. No, I'm right here over the phone. You and I are going to hug over the phone. If you and I were to hug right now, what kind of hug would I get from you? I don't even know because I don't even know when last someone hugged me. Well, okay, so that that saddens me. I'm gonna hug you right now over the phone. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that a good hug for you? Yes. Am I the best hugger? Yeah. My name is Garfield. Garfield. Happy <laughs> National Hugging Day. Hugging Day. Yes, today is National <laughs> Hugging Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. And how much do you need a hug right now? Well, I don't know, man. You and I are going to hug over the phone to celebrate National Hugging Day, okay? It's kind of a bad time, my friend. I'm right in the middle of some work, man. Yeah, is it me? Busy. Did I? Is it me? You don't want to hug no, no, me? No, no, no. I'm taking no, no, no. this part. Actually, you don't want to hug no, me? Man, I'm, no, no, no. I'm at work, bro. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at work and I have one of my staff. I know, but no, it's a bad time. Garfield, no one will see us. It's a phone hug. Yeah. I have my guy standing right in front of me, man. It's a bad time. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm in a meeting, really. Do you want me to one? I can one way hug you. I'll just hug you, and you don't have to hug back. One way phone hug. Okay, no worries, man. It's go, it goes both ways. I'm just it's a, it's a busy time for me. <laughs> okay. Happy National Hugging Day. Happy National Hugging Day, then. <laughs> what kind of a hugger are you? A tight hugger? A loose hugger? Uh, what kind of hugger are you? Pretty tight. Oh my god! Can we hug socially distanced? Hug over the phone. How about that? Absolutely. I'm hugging you. Mm. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. 
Virtual hug. Happy hugging day. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, you see、uh, people goofing on Kylie Jenner over the weekend? No, for what? So she took a picture of her bathroom. Yeah. And. Where is this? On IG? Yeah, everywhere.、Okay. She took a picture of her bathroom and she has this like. Marble sh- walk in shower and everything else. But she has a $35 million house,、mm-hmm. and the water pressure that's coming out of the shower head is the most pathetic stream、oh, no. you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> and, Girl. And also, I guess people w- were rather underwhelmed by the size of her shower head. I guess people think that rich people have big, giant shower heads. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But her stream, it's a very weak stream.、Oh, like a,、no. a very, very weak stream. Get a and, plumber in there. Maybe pe- there's some blockage happening. I know. But people are like, this is a terrible flex. <laughs> like, it's, it's the. It's、wow. the, nobody with a stream like that posts about it. So, everything about her life, the extravagant life, the, the, the millions and millions of dollars she makes、yes. on Kylie Cosmetics. Yes. All of that. The cars. She everything. has everything that she owns. All of it. People are like, yeah, but you got weak water pressure. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, for one brief moment, everybody felt that they had something over Kylie yeah. Jenner.、Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because、yeah. when you look at the picture, when you look at the picture, it is really like, because at first I saw the headline before I saw the picture, and then I was like, oh man, yeah, no, that girl's got problems. On, like, that girl's、see. got real problems. It's a very weak stream. And we all know when you see that picture, we all know what a shower like that feels like. You really do. You can't get your skin wet no, enough. No, the shampoo. And when you put soap or shampoo, it, it doesn't work ever. Especially shampoo in your hair. Oh. No, it's not, it's, not,、uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. Oh, yeah. Look at that weak ass shower. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you need a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,、right? and also, that's bad. Come on now. Yeah, and、uh, I have that same shower head. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and. I have the same shower head. I have great water pressure. So it's like, it's like bullets coming at me,、yeah. right?、Um, but I will say this the one thing that people associated、uh, with, and it, and it really started, for me, I think it really started, is, is with the popularity of. Home makeover shows like HGTV and everything else. Yeah. Where at some point, the rain shower heads became very popular and associated with like opulence. Like、mm. if you had a rain shower head, you were like a big deal. And then hotels that I would go to started converting all of their regular、yeah. shower heads to rain shower heads. Let me tell you something, okay? There's nothing worse in this world than trying to get clean under a rain shower head. Yeah. You have no angles. Yeah, no. You have no just, angles. No, it's just water straight down. Yes, you need the and angle. Also, and also, it's you weak. Don't, you don't get the,、uh, the same pressure. No. At all. No, like I like it pounding. But when you have like one of those giant rain shower heads <laughs> with, like, with like 250 different tiny little spouts coming out of、yeah. it, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not efficient. It might be enjoyable to sit and relax, but who wants that? For like a second, yeah. For a second, but it's not, you need the angle because otherwise you got to like, you're bending over in ways that you've never bent over in the shower before. If you have a rain shower head. And everybody knows that that's true because there's just some places you can't get without the angle of a、uh-huh. conventional shower head.、Mm-hmm. That's fact. Right. Right? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. There's just so many things you said in that conversation. <laughs> so many. But was I wrong? <laughs> But was I wrong? No, no. no, you ain't wrong. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
We're going to talk to a guy named Brennan. And in my opinion, Brennan is mad disrespectful to pizza. Yeah, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, huh? <laughs> He's uh, uh, Brennan is the guy in the viral video where he had a piece of pizza that was too hot. And so he ran the piece of pizza under cold water in the tap in the kitchen and then took a bite. Like he cooled it down under the faucet. Brennan, it's Razamoka. Welcome to it. How you doing, man? Oh, it's going well. How are you guys doing? Good, Good. man. Why do you hate pizza so much? Oh, I love pizza. <laughs> I love it so much. I, I have to eat it right away. <laughs> okay. So is this actually something you do or is this because it's so hard to tell these days when we're being trolled where something is specifically designed to just go viral? Um, it was something I did like one, a few times in college after like two or one o'clock in the morning after we're on like a weekend that me and my wife came back to the dorms and made ourselves a, a treat and we didn't, I didn't feel like having it cooled down. So I went to the water fountain and cooled it down for myself. So the video that went viral was really, I think it was more of a proof of concept. Oh. <laughs> a proof of concept. So when you get a piping hot slice. Are you then away from your family? You're constantly standing at the sink with the tap running, no, just he rinsing? he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it at all. This is like, <laughs> this is not something you do. This is something you did maybe one time drunk in college, and you guys decided to sort of pay homage to your stupidity drunkenness uh, in, a, in a video that was designed to go viral. I mean, we didn't design it to go viral necessarily, but... <laughs> oh, so this isn't like uh, something that you do every single time you have pizza. It, Mm, yeah, uh, for my sake, I'm not a insane person. <laughs> okay. okay, like you have patience to let the, the pizza cool before eating it, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes, but I guess not in those late nights. <laughs> okay, so what was the conversation before you did this video? Because obviously, you guys have been talking about something, like talking about the good old days or talking about whatever it was. What was the conversation before you took a slice of pizza and went over to the sink? Uh, well. I suppose, like, yeah, you know, my wife's son Q would have been. She's like thinking about the post. She's like, oh, I'm gonna post that. That sounds pretty fun. I'm like, huh? I guess that uh, I should try that again. Like, is it really that bad? I couldn't really remember. I was like, <laughs> I, I remember it not being bad at all. Had you had you yeah. ever done that sober before? That was the first time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> results are. I think it doesn't like it was. A, you gotta remember this. It's just an oven baked Jack pizza. You know, it's like three bucks from the store. Yeah. It's not like I, you know, ordered something from carry out and ran that underwater. It's a nice cheap pizza that, and it's like hard crust, so it doesn't get soggy or anything. The only thing <laughs> oh, no. is they got to do it quick. <laughs> otherwise, you're going to wash off the sauce. <laughs> right, of course, and nobody wants to do that. So water down cheap ass pizza. <laughs> yeah, water, water down cheap ass pizza. <laughs> so, so when you took that bite, did all those memories come back of all the times that you actually did that? Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, and what is it? What is what did it taste like? Did you finish that piece? Yeah, definitely. You did. Oh, huh? I did it a few more times. I was kind of like, I think I ate that whole pizza like that. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now that you, now that this is like now that this is your thing, do you have anything else that you want to run underwater because it's too hot? Ah, uh, I, I think pizza is really the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So in my in my head, I was thinking, what else do you do? Do you eat that's like very hot? And you go oof, and then the first thing I thought of was soup. But how do you do that? 
<laughs> yeah, that, pretty much dilute it. Maybe put milk in there, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brennan. Thank you so much for joining us on the uh, on the Razamoga show. You went viral last week after your wife posted a video of you running your your hot pizza under a tap, running water, and then taking a bite. Yeah, that's pretty simple, but exactly right. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for having us on. No problem. But I, I will say this. I think that a lot of people are probably feeling a little bit better about watching that video, knowing that it wasn't a pizza that you ordered. Because I think that, I that's, really? I think that, that was the problem that a lot of people had, which was just leave it in the box for five minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not the most impatient person in the world, but I certainly can be a little impatient sometimes. But. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Have a great day, man. I right, appreciate you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up, bud? Not much, man. How are you? Uh, good. Yeah? Yeah. I had pizza too late last night, though. Oh, don't tell me what time. Let me guess. <laughs> you had pizza because you typically... Let me work backwards here. You typically go to bed between 11 and 11.30. So Bachelor was on as well. You probably ate a little bit before Bachelor... And got hungry during The Bachelor and ate pizza at 9.30. I ate pizza at 9. But the problem is this, right? So normally I'm in charge. I cook 99.9% of the food that humans consume in my household, Mm -hmm. right? I'm in, ch- I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the food, right? It's just, 100% it's nah, nothing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm in charge of all the food, and and I and it doesn't bother me at all. I never complain about it. it. Doesn't bother me. I will make three different meals if if each of us wants something different for dinner. Yeah, I'll be in the kitchen for hours, and it doesn't bother me. I'll have one thing. Rox will have another thing. Catherine will have another thing. It's all good. Um, but Catherine has really been into. She's been ordering food from like one of the delivery services where they send you the food and then you cook it up yourself. Right? Those are great. Yeah. And so she decided to cook dinner last night, but because I've chose to spend my life with a woman who her entire life has treated dinner the same way Nana's do, Catherine likes to eat at four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. So. I'm just finishing work yesterday and it's like 4.45 and Catherine's like, dinner's done. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dinner's done. (laughs) Yeah. So I sit down to eat dinner. Normally I I eat dinner at 8 o'clock. Yeah. 8.30, right? Mm -hmm. Catherine likes to eat at 4.45. So I eat at 4.45. So by 8 o'clock, I am starving. Yeah. And I go rooting around the house for food. And the only thing that's left is three pieces of pizza that Roxy had on the weekend. And then so I just fire those in the toaster oven. And then, of course, I have to have chips and salsa with it. Oh so God, I know, dude. I know, dude, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's too late. It's way too late. It's way too late. And then... Uh, and Apple then, and peanut butter. That's your snack right there. Apple and peanut butter? Yeah, that's oh a my great snack. God, Glass of water? No, no, no. Celery and mayonnaise. Ah, that's oh, gross. celery and no, mayonnaise. Thanks. You put no. the mayonnaise down the slit. Oh, first of all, celery is repulsive. Yeah, I do not like celery Celery. Well, I don't. I, celery is one of those things I don't understand. No. Like, it doesn't have a taste. No, it's... it's it just l- tastes like water. Thank really. you. It's like years ago when my grandmother used to go out in the garden and pull rhubarb. And then make me like try rhubarb. Yeah, you ever had just you ever just nasty? Deadly. What's that? Apparently, rhubarb can kill you. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's what my grandfather used to. That's why he said that we had belly buttons, and I believed it my whole life. Because <laughs> you ate rhubarb? No, because he said he would always say, "Why do you? Why do we have belly buttons?" And I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "So you have a place to put the salt when you're lying in bed eating rhubarb." <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Thanks, Gramps. And he would dip the rhubarb in his belly button. I thought my whole life he did that, right? So anyway, so... Knowledge is power. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Danny. What's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how are you? Doing good. How are you today? Good. So, what's up? How do I become more motivated? Oh, that's a tough question. You wrote us this. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I've been feeling very unmotivated the last couple of years of my life and haven't been in the right headspace. I've studied two different programs, have gotten my diplomas. I have a good paying job, but I still don't feel like I'm in the right place. I feel as though I don't know how to do anything other than go to school. I'm 22 years old and I know I got a long life ahead of me, uh, but do you have any advice on how I can get motivated? Damn. Uh, so when you say unmotivated, you're unmotivated to do what? Like you still go to work every day. You're still dependable. You're still all that stuff, right? So what, where, where does the unmotivation come into things? What are you unmotivated about? Yeah, so it's like I'll start tasks and like I'll, I'll do them. But then I'm like, well, is this really what I want to do? I get motivated to not finish them. Even with school, it was like I, I, I love what I do, but just in like in the middle of like a semester I, I lose all motivation to continue on but i fight through it okay so everything you're talking about motivation has to do with either mm-hmm. school or work right yeah okay so what about the stuff in your life yeah certain basic tasks i get unmotivated with like i guess cleaning the house but that's but what do you have in your life that is designed mm-hmm. to motivate you uh, my friends that right now, my boyfriend, those are the only things that motivate me. No, 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 Okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question right now. Okay. And there's some, there's, there's some parameters here. Okay. You're not allowed to say your job. You're not allowed to say going to the gym. You're not allowed to say being a friend. You're not allowed to say being a parent. Okay. I'm going to ask you this question. Danny, what are you good at? I'm good at being me. Nope. Drawing. No. Nope. Oh, really? No. What are you good at? Huh. I got to think about that one. You got to do something every single day that you're good at. And it cannot be going to the gym, going to your job, being a friend, being a parent, or being a wife, or being a husband, or whatever it is. You got to have something in your life every single day that you're good, that you do that you're good at. You have any skills? Yeah. I can draw. I can. I do like I like to I like to build things. You just don't have like, it. It sounds like you have nothing. You don't have a lot to look forward to. Like you uh-huh. don't have anything that mo- yeah. you don't have anything that motivates you. It's not that you're not motivated. You've mm-hmm. built you've built a life where you just do things, right? And it sounds like you go through the same motions every single day, no matter what job you have or no matter what you're going to school for. It's like the routine is exactly mm-hmm. the same, and you're just trying to get through that day to make it to the next day. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. You got to cut it up. You got to like, you got to start inserting things into your life that give you joy. Like what makes you happy? Oh, so many things, but it's just hard to pinpoint the most specific ones. Like past couple of days, what's, what's made Mm -hmm. you happy? (laughs) Probably being on my phone on TikTok. That's, the okay. only thing that's made me happy. Okay. Oh my god, okay. Danny. Yeah, Danny. Danny, you need you need to, you need to start putting things in your life, okay? That bring you that bring you joy, and that you're good at, and you need to start learning things that have nothing to do with what you do for a living. Okay. 
You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, yeah. and I'm not necessarily saying like find a hobby and all that stuff. Although all that stuff is, all that stuff is great, but your every sort of ounce of, of, of effort that you put forth is for doing things for other people, right? You have to, you have to start getting creative and you have to start using your energy and your brain and your knowledge and your time to do stuff that brings you, that brings you joy. And then that's where the motivation will come from. Like going to work every day won't seem like a slog because it won't seem like it's the only thing you have to do. That, that's the problem. When you get up and you go to work every day and then you go home and you have nothing else to do except for TikTok and Netflix, like you're not really doing anything. Yeah, you're right. And then, and then Mocha and I talk to people about this all the time, which is just, you know, the, the, the easiest way, the best way to get motivated is to just mm-hmm. start crushing things on a list. Mm-hmm. So plan things out, plan my day out. Yeah, just even if it's daily, like you don't have to plan for weeks ahead in the future and all this yeah. stuff. You can do like you can live with like, you know, sort of daily goals, daily indulgence, you know, all that stuff. Just, you know, one thing that you just want to accomplish in that day. And once you do it and you crush it, you're going to be motivated to do something else and you're going to be motivated to do more. Got it. Like when you get off the phone with us, just create a list of everything you want to do today and then just start, okay. as Roz said, checking off those things. Even if it's something that you've always thought of, yeah, I'm going to get to that one day. I'm going to get to that one day. Write that Mm -hmm. thing down today and get to it. Okay. Yeah, that seems good. There was a reason at the beginning of COVID that, you know, you couldn't buy yeast anywhere because everybody realized that they had nothing to do and also they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody was like, well, I don't really know to I don't know how to do anything. I'm not really good at anything mm-hmm. other than what I do yeah. for a living. And that's why everybody just went online and they were like, how do you make a sourdough? And yeah. boom, all of a sudden there's no yeast available globally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because people realize that they had to get good at something other than just what they do for a living or going to the gym. Because as soon as you take those two options away from people, you don't have a whole lot left. Mm-hmm. And so you had to, you had to figure out what you were going to do, what you were, how you were going to learn to do something new. Learning to do something new is like critical to development, even at 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that help at all, Danny? Helps a lot, actually. Yeah. 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 All right. Get those goals. Start killing them. Thank you. All right, girl. You have a good day. You too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. There's a guy in Japan making money off of an idea that I'm pretty sure Dammit Mori had mentioned not that long ago and just didn't implement in his life whatsoever. It's always the next step that's the hardest. The idea is one thing, but the follow-through is tough. What's the idea? I need to know. This guy is... Please don't tell me it's the belt with pockets on it. (laughs) (laughs) No. No? Not yet. So Uh, so when you're nude, you still have a place to put things. (laughs) Remember that one? What was his other idea? Oh, when he started calling car companies because he invented a hook that would stick to your dashboard that your keys would hook up to while they were in the ignition so they wouldn't jingle. (laughs) (laughs) That was another great one. Yeah. Car companies never took to it. No. Um... There's this 37-year-old in Japan who rents himself out to, quote, do nothing. Excuse me? For example, he'll get hired to show up at someone's going away party to make the numbers better. Or he'll just walk in silence with someone who doesn't want to be alone. Oh. One woman said that she hired him when she was meeting a guy for the first time. When she just needed someone to listen to her views on love and not respond. And when she wanted to apply at a job at a strip club and needed support. Whoa. He said, this guy said, he will eat and drink, give simple feedback, but do nothing more. And since he started this job, his job of just doing nothing for people in 2018. Mm -hmm. This is an idea he had in 2018. 
Uh, he's had more than 3,000 people hire him, and he charges $100 per job. Interesting. I think that that may have something to do with the Japanese culture as well, though. I don't know if you could do that here. Just hire someone to hang out with or no, do stuff people, for you? People no, because people ab- people abuse the that sort of, like, nobody no, would No, you would need here. somebody here in case you're one person and you need to go in that lane on the highway where it's two or more. Yeah, but then how are you getting home? Oh, then you wait and I guess but they bring not, you but back? But he doesn't do that. He, he, like, he'll go and walk with somebody yeah. and just say nothing. Or if somebody has a bad day, like he'll just come into your house and you get to vent to him. And, right? he, does, that, he, and, he, just, and he offers very little feedback. He's just a sounding board. Or if you need someone to push your shopping cart around while you put stuff in it. Yeah. That he, but, he you, would, but then you're paying him 100 bucks for that. Yeah, then you're paying the guy $100 to just push your shop. How can you not push your own shopping cart around? Hey, I'm just throwing out ideas here. No, but like think of an, think of an instance where you would need it. Like let's say you aren't going to... You're, you're not about therapy and you don't have a lot of family around and you got a lot going on and you just need sort of somebody to talk to or you want to go for a walk one day, yeah. but you prefer like to this, walk, you prefer to walk with somebody. How this woman hired him. Right. Right. Or yeah. if you're traveling That's and an expensive walk. you need somebody next to you so that you can fall asleep because you can't fall asleep unless there's somebody <laughs> next to you. Okay. Yeah, but then how? But then you're. And okay, then they so, just leave. Okay, so then you are. Then what? You're paying him a hundred dollars and a plane ticket. No, no, no. Like if you live in his neck of the woods. Like I'm saying, if if you're here, right. Yeah. And you need someone to lie next to you while you oh, fall asleep. Oh, lie next to you. Yeah. No, there's, a, that, there's other services for that. <laughs> this, he specifically says... No, no touchy-touchy, says, touchy, just no, lie next no, to you. No, that's something. He specifically said he does nothing. Yeah. That nothing. is something. Your bed is something. I know it may not look like it, Maury. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? I know it's hard for you to understand. Okay, but when you say to somebody, hey, do you want to come over and lie in my bed? The expectations may be something other than what naturally goes on in the condo. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kim's Convenience is back with the season five premiere tonight at eight on CBC. And the whole gang is back. Paul Sun Young Lee, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Good, Good. man. Uh, how excited are you for season five, the premiere tonight, man? Oh, man, it, it has been such a long time coming. You know, for the longest time, we didn't know if we were going to be able to shoot a season five just because of COVID. But, uh, you know, it, season five really is a miracle uh, to get it shot during these under these conditions and to have it air pretty close to the, the original air date. Uh, we're we're over the moon. Everything was hell when everybody had to start shooting stuff and just rejigging everything that they had to do to put a show together. But do yeah. you do you still have all those memories of how difficult things were now, or is it like the trauma? You're over everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. COVID fatigue is real, um, and and it's one of those things that I, I mean I will remember this experience for the rest of my days. But we got through it. That was a cool thing, and. The producers, they deserve all the kudos for putting together a plan and protocols to keep us all safe and healthy. Mm -hmm. We didn't lose a single day, but the biggest takeaway is everybody, cast, crew, uh, we pulled together and we did it for each other. We followed the rules. We went through that horrible, uncomfortable period. We all did that extra bit, but we did it for each other so that we could be safe and work. And that's that's a tremendous example. I, I wish, I wish, I wish. Everybody could follow. Here's the thing, though. When you guys were filming season five of Kim's Convenience, how much of the conversation when you weren't filming was about you being in two episodes of The Mandalorian? (laughs) 
the, that was a hard one to, to, to keep a hold of. And it, it actually premiered about halfway through, through shooting. And so when I came into work the next day after the episode had dropped, my room was decorated with all these Mandalorian posters. Um, it, it, was, it was tremendous. And everybody was just over the moon and really, really happy for me. Uh, to, to be on it. And they were all like really sort of like, why didn't you tell us? Which was great. It was <laughs> it was a nice surprise for everybody. I'm wondering what the conversations between you and Simu are like, because you guys are so close and obviously even in character and as in, in just people. Um, but you're both sort of experiencing what it's like to revolve in other galaxies, meaning the fandom that comes with Star Wars, the fandom that comes yeah. with the with the MCU. What are the yeah. stories you guys are talking about your experiences? Because you did this show together and you 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 know, you're so close, but yet he's off in this world and you're off in that world. Like I'm watching you on all the nerd podcasts now yeah. and they're making action <laughs> figures about you. What's it like to get to do this, but get to do it in a in a sort of in a certain way along with Simu? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's from humble beginnings, right? Like this little show and the two of us plugging away on it and doing our best work. And then all of a sudden having the opportunity to step in and, and, and have those dreams come true and, and to live those dreams. It was tremendous. And uh, the conversations, mutual uh, admiration always and a giddiness that we both like, can you believe it? We both got to do what we, we yeah. both dreamed of doing. Um, we geeked out. And of course, you know, Simu, it's a tip of the iceberg for him because his movie is yet to premiere. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get what I got, but like a million times more. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the response to, to that people have to his, his amazing work because the guy works so hard. He's such a professional, and uh, we're, we're all just rooting for him, and I can't personally wait to, to see it so I can get a Shang-Chi action figure and get him to sign it too. <laughs> oh, sick, sick. Now, with Kim's Convenience, again, uh, Season 5 premiere is tonight at 8 on CBC. When it debuted or when it was released on Netflix, you have this now new crop of fans from all over the world who are discovering the show. Have you been hearing from all these new fans of the show that you've been uh, a part of now for, for five seasons who are just discovering it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been, I mean, there's a phrase, banana pants, right? Yeah. It's, it's just been uh, wonderful because because of COVID too, um, what's happened is a lot of people staying at home, they need an escape, they need something and, and word of mouth, grassroots word of mouth about the show being this really great comedy that, that just sort of takes everybody away from the grim realities of day-to-day life. And they've discovered that. And we've been getting messages from all over the world, like you said, on all our socials saying that Kim's was a perfect sort of uh, medicine to, to how they were feeling. And, you know, not, not only that, it's just like the fact that people who watch The Mandalorian who didn't know that I was on Kim's have started watching Kim's Convenience because they were intrigued with my backstory. And oh, they've amazing. discovered Kim's Convenience through The Mandalorian. So that's been really, really cool. And vice versa, too. People have been watching Mando because I'm on it. And uh, you saw what Netflix did to Shit's Creek, which was it just yeah. like it exploded it globally. Now, you've been the guest star now on Mandalorian. But because of the popularity and Netflix and everything else with Shit's Creek, if you could have some star that up until before this year, you guys would never have been able to even approach to be a guest star on Kim's Convenience, uh, who would that be? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, you got to start from the top and it's got to be Sandra Oh. Got to get her down there and get some <laughs> some homegrown, you know. How has, how has Sandra not done the show yet? <laughs> you know what? She's busy doing her own series uh, out in England. I think Killing Eve yeah. is, is her big one there and that keeps her busy. And, you know, it, it's it's one of these things where we, we are a Canadian show and, you know, you reach out, but 
we, we want to make sure that if we're going to have somebody of her stature, like a huge guest star, that it's not just a, a quick sort of cameo appearance. We want to build a great story around them. I actually know of two people whose schedules are completely free that you could approach, and they would absolutely <laughs> say yes when you guys are ready to film <laughs> season six. And that would be... We'd love to have you guys on there. Oh, here we go. We'd have to give you guys a cold open, like a nice yes. like, beginning of the show. We get the cold open. I would be like the, your new like your new vendor who just like unloads the boxes of chips in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be I'll take anything. that cool young millennial young. that I walk into the store and like Appa just spits knowledge every single no, day. You, right? would, you coming in as the young millennial, you would be looked at as a shoplifter immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. Uh, Paul yeah, Sun Young Lee, like... thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you join us on the Raz and Moga Show. Season 5 of Kim's Convenience on CBC and CBC Gem tonight at 8 o'clock. Much love to you, bro. Oh, real quick, how many episodes yep. of Mandalorian are you going to be in for Season 3? I cannot say anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. so you just confirmed this is season three. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> You're the best, man. It's been a real pleasure watching you go through uh, all of this this year. It really, oh, it man. really, really has. Your excitement towards everything that you've got to live is just, it's a dream come true for everybody else, man. Honestly, uh, honestly. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, brother. You. I love you guys so much. Yeah. We love uh, you right back, man. We'll chat soon. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Chris, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good. I haven't called you guys in a little bit, so I figured I'd call back, see how everything's going. Ah, we're good. How are you? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I was calling, actually, because I need a little bit of help from Roz. Uh-huh. Roz is like my uh, my Gordon Ramsay. I, I listen to all the podcasts. I listen to you know him describe who's, the recipes. With who's the- Gordon Ramsay? Oh, the chef. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I thought you said yeah. his golden ram. Yeah, I'm your golden <laughs> ram. Let's go back to that. Yeah. All right, Chris, what is your question for your golden ram? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Roz and I actually have the same sous vide machine. I use the Innova 2, which, uh, by the way, is life changer. By the way, did you hear they have an Innova Precision oven coming out? I want that for next Christmas. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy first gen, though. I'm going to wait. Oh, no? No, I'm going to Yeah, that's wait. a rookie mistake. I've yeah. made that mistake many, many times. Yeah, I'm going to wait. Okay, well, I'm glad I asked him. Um, <laughs> Chris is like, I already, I already sold my down payment that's, on that's it. Why you, that's, why, that's, why, that's why you call, man. That's why you call. No, the, the precision of it is great. It's just a little bit too, it's a little bit too big for where I need to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, because... Said. Actually, no, she never did, apparently. <laughs> because uh, where um, you have to be able to access the, the thing that holds the water. Uh-huh. And if I put it in the the hole that I have for it, I won't be able to reach in and pull that part out. <laughs> so I'm going to okay. wait to see if there's a redesign. Anyway, okay. what's, your, what's your question? Mocha, how many times did you want to say that? Shut you your said. mouth. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't need hey, to. Sometimes things just sound that way. Okay. So what's your question about the sous vide? My question is if you have any suggestions for... Um, anything else? Like, I obviously love doing steak in my sous vide. Yeah. And, but if there's anything else you recommend cooking in there as well. Or yeah. You just oh, dude, chicken. have dude. you not done chicken yet? Yeah, chicken's chicken's <sighs> where it's at. Chicken poultry is where the sous vide comes out on top. I've yet to do chicken. Yeah, I know everybody says to do chicken, but I mean, like, I didn't know if there was, like, anything else that, that 
you've used it for. Like, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I've cooked. I've cooked. I've cooked everything in the sous vide. I I did mashed potatoes one time in the sous vide. Really? Yeah, it comes out great. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll I'll say this about uh, about chicken. Like the one thing you can do is like chicken with the skin on. First of all, you have to cook it longer with the bone in, right? Or you have to cook it at a different temp with the bone in. It cooks, it cooks differently when you have bone in. Uh, and with skin yeah. on, treating skin that comes out of the sous vide is a very difficult thing to navigate um, because there's so much moisture builds up in the skin that it's yeah. very difficult to get it super thin and crispy. The one thing that I did over the holidays is there's a technique where they do like Peking duck. Is that what it's, that what it's called? Peking duck? Yeah. Peking duck? Um, and I had never done this before and it worked out beautifully, which was before you put the skin on chicken or turkey, whatever you have into the sous vide, take boiling water and pour boiling water over the skin. Oh. And you're going to see it tighten up like oh. crazy, right? And then when you, after you sous vide it, when you take it out, what I did was on a paper towel, spread some baking powder, a little tiny bit of baking powder, and then press the skin into the baking powder and then take the whole piece of chicken and just leave it in the fridge for like six, seven hours, uncovered, like open and let it dry right out and then bring it out to room temperature and then throw it in a pan and crisp up the skin. Uh, That's one way to do it. And then the other way to do it, if you want skin, is what I've also been doing is pulling the skin off and cooking the skin separately Mm. and then cutting the skin into little strips and just sticking it in a little dish beside the gravy so when somebody has chicken or turkey you just get a piece of meat and then you just take the skin separately and stack it on your plate almost like a side and so 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 i've been doing that and that's now my favorite way to to do uh either chicken uh, or turkey skin on is i cook the skin separately and i put it on a baking sheet in the oven parchment paper on the bottom lay all the skin out and then parchment paper on top and take an exact same pan that you just had and push it on top so there's weight to it and then it just cooks flat and it is like my god man it's so good so there you go chris you're gonna have to try chicken next with your uh your sous vide i now have a recipe card written down and note for note on my fridge that's now stuck there and for everybody else like this they're not expensive right like getting Mm -hmm. a piece of gear like a sous vide for the kitchen is really really not expensive but it is such a game changer and as mocha said chicken is where you really, really notice the difference. Yeah. We did steak the other night. Yeah. Sous vide. Yeah. I did a uh, hanger steak for mm. four hours Oof. at 1.30. Ooh. And then uh super hot skillet. Yeah. And I just did like a minute aside. That's it, huh? Yeah. And how was it? The best. It's so good, right? It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's the there best. you go, Chris. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I don't know if you saw this, but Jamie Lynn Spears, little sister of Britney Spears, mm-hmm. um, posted a video and then deleted it where she was accusing Elon Musk of creating cat killers. What? Because the Tesla, she'll explain it, um, because the Tesla is so quiet, I guess her argument is that cats don't hear it coming. Oh. So like here, running around on the street or whatever? Here is Jamie Lynn Spears. Somebody's got to let Elon, Elon Musk know that um, the Tesla is a secret cat killer and it's a problem that we've really got to fix. Um, we have now lost, I don't even want to tell you how many cats because they don't hear the Tesla crank and unfortunate things happen and it's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved. So since the Tesla is so quiet, 
maybe he could like make one of those noises that like bother cat or animal ears when it cranks up so that way they know something's happening and <laughs> they aren't caught off guard and things don't end in a very tragic way so you know elon Musk, let's figure this out i mean you owe me a couple cats Okay. Is she talking about just making it sound like a regular car? Then yes, I guess An that's. I, I guess that's what she she was saying. But the the problem was that why she deleted the video is everybody went in on Jamie Lee Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, because she sort of made it sound like it was her Tesla and she's out there running over cats. Oh yeah, I guess right. And they were like, "How many cats has?" Jamie Lynn Spears killed, or how many cats has she had killed by Tesla? She or is that, says, "Is that what so, she's saying?" So I that? guess the confusion was when she said, "We've lost countless cats." Now was she talking about like we as a family or we as a society? And so there was con- uh, there was there was some confusion. Like she's doing a public service as nothing. to whether she is in fact responsible for countless cat deaths. Mm. Right. <laughs> or right. or if she's just speaking on behalf of other cat owners mm. who have lost cats to super quiet Teslas. And is she also, because I don't know, own a cat. Yeah. But do cats, are they typically, let's say if there's a Tesla or a car that's parked, yes. are they typically like underneath a car or hiding in wheel wells or anything cat, like cats that? Cats do. They do. Yeah. They do. But they, known to. They, okay. they do. But they also, they also, you know, they sit on the side of the road and, sure. you know, if they hear a car, they maybe won't go. But if they don't, and, and it's true, man, like my brother has a hybrid car. Yeah. And every now and then, if I drive it, like even to just the grocery store or something like that. When you pull up beside somebody who's on a bike uh-huh. and they check both ways and then they go to check again and then they suddenly see a car there, it freaks them out. Right. Because they're so quiet. They're so quiet. Like it freaks people out. And I see it all the time. Really? All the time if I'm in that car. People have no idea. It's so quiet. So do you think she means that let's say a cat is on the side of the road, they don't hear the car coming? Like where do you think- I, I, God's sake. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's the one killing the cats. I think she's the one saying like, hey. Yes. You know, Teslas have killed my cats. Right. Yes. But I, I don't know. When she was talking about, can't they, can they add something to it? It's like, have you ever seen deer whistlers? I've you, never you seen them, no. You didn't, you didn't grow up in the country, right? No. Okay, so um, sometimes on the sides of like pickup trucks, yeah. you'll see these little tiny things on their rear view mirrors. Uh-huh. And they're deer whistlers. And so when you're driving, the wind goes through it and the sound that comes out of it is very high pitch. And I guess it's to deter deer from running in front of your truck when you're driving through the country. But you can't hear it. You can't hear it. No. It's not making like a noise as you're right. driving. Because that would be no. very annoying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I I, I don't think like what she's... what noise would scare I, I, I don't know. I don't Just know. like something uh, abrupt? Like a falcon, maybe? Like, like ah! your, Yeah, like your car. <laughs> like, or it barks, right? Like maybe that. Maybe it's just like a dog sound. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I'm or not- similar to that deer thing. Like, don't they have... Like, you know how they have dog whistles? Yeah. Is like, there, is like there a, not something like a, the cat equivalent? That they hear? Yeah. No, the only, the car? no, the only thing cats can hear from like a kilometer away is the crunching sound of a temptation's bag. 
<laughs> that's really that's really it so Teslas and Teslas problem solved this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast somebody discovered a Drake song lyric being used in a show that's on Netflix the show is Outlander and Outlander? yes okay and when looking at what year this episode is from it seems like it might have been Drake who borrowed the line for a current song. Okay. Because this particular episode that somebody pointed out is from 2015 and season one, episode 13, entitled The Watch. And at nine minutes and 21 seconds, one of the characters says this. Just a long life and a merry one, a quick death and an easy one. A pretty girl and an honest one. A stiff whiskey and another one. Slangeva. Okay. Now, is that is that like an original? Is that already like a, a known sort of limerick that they used in the show? Or was that written by screenwriters specifically for that show? That I don't know. I okay. don't have the answer to that. Okay. But what I do have is the comparison that people are making to the Drake DJ Khaled song. Okay. Pop star. Which we all know. Yeah. I want a long life, a legendary one. Yeah. I want a quick death yeah. and an easy one. Yeah. I want a pretty girl yeah. and an honest one. Yeah. I want this drink yeah. and another one. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I've never watched Outlander before. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you know, all anybody has now is time. So people are dipping back and going to shows that they're discovering have been on Netflix for a while. And just like giving things a chance. Hold on here. I got to do a, okay, I got to find the actual words to that. Okay. So again, this is Outlander. Yeah. Season one, mm-hmm. episode 13. The title of that episode is The Watch. Okay. And 2015 is the year. And the timestamp on when that line is said is at nine minutes and 21 seconds. This is the line again. Just a long life and a merry one. A quick death and an easy one. A pretty girl and an honest one. A stiff whiskey and another one. Nice. Yes, Queen. And that is exactly what Drake says? I mean, give or take. I want a long life, a legendary one. So that one? I want a quick death and an easy one. That one? one. Yeah. I want a pretty girl and an honest one. That one? Yeah. I want this drink and another one. Okay, so he took out whiskey and mm-hmm. changed it to drink. Yeah. And he, he took out Mary and changed it to legendary. Yes. But yeah, it's pretty much the exact same. Yeah. Interesting. But I want to know if this was like specific to that show or if this is a, a, a known sort of cheers that people have done in the past. Like a typical thing. Yeah, like a like a typical thing. That's what I that's what I'm curious about. But that is just straight up like the exact same, right? Yeah. So who knew? Maybe Drake is a Outlander fan. God, but who found that though? And he's you know been binging mean? on it. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That there are so many things to discover on Netflix. Right. That people are now that we all have so much time, everyone's like staying home again. Hold on. Here. That people are just dipping back and and rediscovering shows that maybe they've seen pop up or they're just giving a chance right now. Right, 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 they never right, paid any, right, right. Any attention to in the past. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. Interesting. That's um. Huh, yeah, Outlander. Here's to a long life and a merry one, a quick death and an easy one, a pretty girl and an honest one, a stiff whiskey and another one. 
Outlander series is packed with classic toasts that are perfect to steal for those times that you don't want to come up with anything new to say. I'm reading a, um, a, a, an article on, this is from 2019, uh, an article on toasts, giving toasts. They go yeah. through the, like things, famous toasts from Harry Potter and all these other, oh, okay. all these other, uh, from the traditional toast uh, above the shorter ones, such as the Jamie given, da, 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 da. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it was, yeah, I think it was written for, I think it was written for the show. Well, there you go. That was from Outlander from 2015, season one, episode 13 at the nine minute and 21 uh, second mark Crazy. of that show. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I got accused of lying this morning by Catherine. What happened? So she fell asleep in the bed last night, right? Mm-hmm. And I finished watching Bachelor and then I wanted to watch that Tiger Woods documentary. Okay. Episode one. I haven't seen it yet. It's real good. Yeah. Have you been watching it? No. It's great. It's awesome. Okay. And so Catherine's sound asleep beside me. And there's a scene in the Tiger Woods documentary where they show a clip when Tiger Woods was being interviewed by Oprah after he won the Masters in like 97. Yeah. And during that period of the episode, Catherine wakes up and she goes, who's that? And I go, it's Oprah. She goes, she looks super different. And I go, yeah. She goes, doesn't even look like her. It looks like a woman playing Oprah. And I go, yeah. And then Catherine fell asleep. Okay. So Catherine wakes up this morning early. And then uh, she's like, what time did you fall asleep last night? Right after Bachelor? And I go, no, I watched the Tiger Woods documentary. She goes, no, you didn't. I go, yeah, I did. I go, you woke up during the Tiger Woods documentary and we had a full conversation about Oprah. And she goes, no, I didn't. Oh, my God. And I go, yeah, you did. This is what you said. And I repeated the entire conversation to her. And she goes, no, I didn't. And I'm like, why would I lie? (laughs) Like, what's the motivation for me right now to say that you woke up in the middle of the night and we talked about Oprah and then what you fell and then you fell asleep? Why would I lie about that? Yeah, I get nothing out of it, right? Zero. I get. No, it's when people. It's when people. It's, it's almost at the same level as when somebody gets mad at you for something you've done in a dream. Yes. Right. Not my dream. Uh huh. Your dream. Yeah. Right. Take it, take it up with, me once. Take it up with the me in your dream. Uh-huh. Don't take it up with like living yeah, me. Yeah, go back to sleep. Right, go back to go, go back, find that go guy. Back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> right? Go, go find him. Yeah. Because that ain't me. This is the same thing. It's on that same level. Why? When somebody talks answer? in their sleep, when you talk in your sleep, right? Yes. And somebody replays the conversation back to you the next day, the one thing you can't do is deny having that conversation. Because it happened. It happened. But what was her reason as to why, like, you would have to lie about something like that? I don't know. And what an extra, like, an extreme thing to lie. Like, of all the things you could have lied about, right? I could have lied about a lot of things. Yeah, a lot. Not that I have a lot of things to lie about, but but I could have lied about a lot of things. In that moment, like, you chose, in her mind, like, you chose... To lie about watching a Tiger Woods documentary <laughs> after watching the Bachelor. Two right. Hours of the Bachelor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So ridiculous. Yeah. What I lied about was that you didn't recognize Oprah. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? That's basically what Maybe it comes she down feels, to. Like so offended. That's why. <laughs> Oprah, like, what? No, because she's like, of course I know who Oprah is, <laughs> no, you idiot. <laughs> like, how dare you turn this on? But me? then that should be the conversation. Yeah. Maybe right? she's too embarrassed to say it. Right. That should be the conversation. <laughs> right. But two things, okay? Don't tell me I'm lying when we talked about Oprah. Yeah. Right. That's why I will not stand for that. And also, if I do something in your dream that makes you mad, take it up with that guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see this uh, woman who won the $60 million? Where? Lotto Max. Here. But she played the numbers that she's been playing forever. And these numbers came to her husband in a dream, she says. No. Yeah. And just decided to play those numbers. Yeah. For 20 years. Wow. She's been playing the same number for 20 years. That is commitment. Right? Mm. I couldn't do that. We've talked about this so many times. I enjoy the lotto, right? Yeah. I, I do whatever, but I only do randoms. I would, because I wouldn't be able to recover if something happened to me. I had the flu or whatever it was. And there was one week where I couldn't play those numbers. If I was consistent with numbers, especially after something like 20 years, especially after if it was something like, you know, your, your husband, they came to your husband in a dream. Yeah. I couldn't it's like do my it. Uncle's friend. My uncle in New York, his friend, played the exact same numbers every week. Yeah. And there was one week he didn't play. And, and his they, numbers came and up. And they came up. See, yeah. that's why you can't do that. It's so maddening to me, the idea of that. I mean, I love the stories when it works out. I love the stories when somebody's like, like this is fascinating to me that it you know, might, came to my husband in a dream. But the idea of doing something like that for 20 years is too much. It's too much of a commitment because when do you stop? Like when, when can you say, okay, enough? And then yeah. you have to worry, can somebody go and get my numbers for me? Like, it's too mad. Like, you're like, putting too much of yourself. I uh, I will only, I man, at first, I would always play the same numbers. Yeah. But then it wasn't working out. I'm like, no. this is dumb. Yeah. So I'm just going to pick random numbers because you always see, like, people who are winning the lottery, majority of people who are winning the lottery are winning from off of friggin' random numbers. Yeah, of course. Right? Of course. Hey, Maury, do you have to do that picture when you win the lottery? Do they make you do that? You have to do the photo, but you don't have to do the... Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. You have to do the what? Photo, but you don't have to do the press conference. You have to do the photo, though. Yeah, mm. you have to do the photo. It's really? in the fine print, but you don't have to talk to the media. That's so wild that you had... They make you take your... Can you wear a disguise? I like a hat with like yeah. a nose and glasses. Yeah, and a something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those uh, eyes that pop out. Yeah, like something. The... Like, could you could you wear a disguise? Because I, that's the last thing I would want. To be honest with you, if I won sixty, they also mil. give you advice. Like before you even go and pick up your thing, you disconnect your phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't but worry. I already know have, what I'm doing. They I also have the, the the you know, and I don't know if like they may if it's part of it now. Yeah. But they have people that. You know, they'll do the commercials and then they have the commercials on. It says, says what your name is. You're holding the giant I check. Know. It says what your name is and what city you live I in. I know. Who would do that? Like, no thanks. I would no, do that. You would, huh? Of course Absolutely. you would. Because what's the point of being rich if nobody knows it, right? But the funny thing is I had a conversation recently with Matthew where I said that I would love to be one of those lotto winners where I don't throw gala dinners. And gala dinners? <laughs> you never been, yeah, you never, gala dinners? <laughs> you also, you've never been to a gala dinner. Who throws like, gala dinners? Like, I want to be a quiet rich. No, no you, you wouldn't, would, you liar. No, no you wouldn't. No, You're you such wouldn't. a liar. You would take that money and you would go. No, like, I wouldn't be like a, like, what do you call it? A, a fancy? <laughs> a philanthropist. No, no, no. You oh, know you, what? You, you would want to help people out? No. No, what's the term where you're like, where you're always in the public eye? Like where you're at every event. Like I don't want to be one of those rich. A socialite? Yeah, socialite. 
I would a rather just be... is actually a really good person. Yeah. No, I don't want to be a social. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ew. So... I don't want to be a philanthropist. <laughs> I don't want to be a social. I don't want to do any good no, for the world. You would be like, you would be like, whenever I would get out of that little town that I grew up in, I would drive through anybody else's rich neighborhood because back in the in the eighties, like parts of Mississauga and stuff like that in Guelph, it was a lot of new money, and you could tell the new money from the old money because the new money would be big giant houses, but they would spend money on like giant, huge, 15-foot-tall concrete fountains in their front lawn in the shape of a chicken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. always tell that. Like, Maury would be the guy with the 15-foot chicken. Right. Right? <laughs> like, that would be you. You would be able to tell you were new money. Yeah, with shining lights on it. Maury would come in here one day, his teeth would just be super bright white. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he would veneers? like, yeah. yeah. Oh, like he just, knew everything. Knew everything, yeah. right? Like, he would be the guy immediately go and get but veneers. I want, like, a nice portrait, like a painting of myself at the dining room table. See, there you go. You That's did. new money. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. philanthropy. Yeah, for the gala dinner. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sorry. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Drink it time, baby! No. I, that hold on. sound right there mm-hmm. instantly makes me think of summer. Yes. No, it's a club soda. I love it. Which I've been drinking a lot of club soda lately. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's good for you. Is it good for you? Does it mess you up? I don't know. I drink no, a ton fine. of club soda. Yeah, is yeah, it, it's fine. Is there like, I don't know, sodium or something in it? Catherine was saying uh, something to me about we'll it. Well, check the label. It's right there. I don't know, but I don't know what anything does. I can, first of all, you, do you think I can read that? That, you can't read that? That tiny little print <laughs> on a shiny can? Here, give it a can. No! <laughs> no! Uh, no! Club soda's fine. No. We drink a lot of club soda. I at just home think as that, well. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what anything means. Like I, I I and I'm and I'm one of those people where I can I'll read the ingredients on something. <laughs> you just don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it will make it'll make no difference as to whether I buy it or not. <laughs> Yeah. Like zero. Like I'll see Catherine pick something up and read the side of something and then I'll pick something up and not read the side and they just put it down and go, it looks good to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, only not healthy if you have IBS. Oh, really? That's what I just read is it's not okay for people with Why? IBS. Because of bloating. Because I guess the bubbles create bloating. Oh, see, I'm always bloated. Maybe yeah. it's because I drink so much fizzy water. Maybe. But is Perrier the same way? Because I drink a lot of Perrier. Yeah, it's the same thing. Is it? Yeah. I find wow. Perrier gives me... I get more burps out of Perrier than I do, like, um, any other club soda. Really, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you consider Perrier and club soda the same thing? Because I don't. No, not at no. all. No. Okay, cool. No. Okay. I'm not going to mix, like, vodka with Perrier. No? Although. I'm gassy. Shouldn't have done that. Also, I, I'll drink Perrier, but not San Pellegrino. Why not? Because I don't like the size of the bubbles. Listen to you. I don't. You can shrink the bubbles by stirring it. No, 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 no. I think that. Wait, San Pellegrino bubbles bother you? Yeah, yeah, they're different than Perrier bubbles. If How? I have the, if I have the choice between like flat water, Perrier, and San Pellegrino, I will always go Perrier, and then I'll go flat water before I go San no, Pellegrino. Won't. Yes, really? I will. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the How bubble size. Tell? I don't like the bubble size. But the bu- what about regular like uh, club soda? Club like soda is the, different the to me. The They're different to me because I taste carbonation in club soda as uh-huh. opposed to just bubbles in water, right? So uh, to me, I don't like the size of the bubbles in San Pellegrino. I think I could put two I, cups in front of you. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Oh, you want to bet? 
Ooh. I'll bet you. Oh, I'll bet Guaranteed. you. I'll bet you I'll what? Bet you. <laughs> Mark's trying to do the math. Yeah, I know. I know. Right now, so how much he has in the bank account? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet but you. Believe me, Mark. This time of year, you're gonna bet me the rest of the can. <laughs> like you have nothing to offer here. I'll bet you. Yeah, zero. <laughs> <laughs> you bougie ass. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I wonder if Justin Bieber is gonna be celebrating uh, the anniversary. Of his song Baby today. Oh, is it today? 11 years ago, dude. See, to me, it seems longer. Really? Yep. 2.3, actually now, 2.4 billion, billion views on YouTube. And man, he sounded like a kid. I mean, he was a kid when you that song came out. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it sounds like it's sped up. Right? A little bit. Does he still do this song live? I haven't seen him perform live in forever, so I don't even know. I'm wondering. I would say he... I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he's got like a new way of doing it or something. I don't know. I mean, it's one of his biggest songs, right? Yeah. I would say it's... It's on there. It's on the set list. God, I, yeah, but you got to figure that he doesn't like doing it, though. No, eh? No. Now, who wants to be reminded of that stuff? Like, imagine if you did something when you were, like, a little kid, and then people just make you do it over and over and over again. I guess. No, nobody wants to do Maybe that. Maybe he's like, I'm, just, I'm focusing on, you know, I'm in, in, a, in a different place in my life. Yeah. I'm focusing on other things. Yeah. I've got all this great new music. It's like when Macaulay Culkin, you know, he was like, he was an adult, and people wanted, to do, wanted him to do the... The, the, the hands on the face. Oh, you the know, Home Alone face. The yeah. Home Alone face. I know. Right? Nobody wants to do that. But he, like, it Macaulay is, Culkin, though, he came around. Like, he fully, fully embraced. They, yeah, people eventually do. I'm just wondering if Justin Bieber's there it's yet. It's Justin Bieber's encore song. Is it According really? To his yeah. last tour yeah. set list, it's his encore no, song. No, there you go. Did his last tour, did I stick around? I don't know if I did. Yeah. That was a tour when he was going through some stuff. And I think oh, it was right, in and right, around right, when right, we, right. when Jenna and I went to that concert... It, you knew something was off, but we all, like the general public, mm-hmm. we didn't know what was going on in Bieber's life. It wasn't until right. like a month later, a couple weeks later, where it was announced or yeah. he made it known that yeah. he was going through some stuff. Right. And don't forget, Macaulay Culkin redid the commercial. No, but years later, yeah. though, like when Macaulay Culkin was 16, he wanted nothing to do with that. Like he was like, guys, guys, I'm a a serious actor here. Yeah. But every, everybody, everybody went through that, right? Uh, Gary Coleman, man, that guy was like in his well into it. He couldn't do anything without somebody going, do the line, do the line. What you talking about, Willis? Do the, what you talking about, Willis? Oh, for God's sake. Not again. Yeah. It's tough when you do something when you're a kid (laughs) that when you, you're an adult, people just make you, they, they want you to do that thing like over and over and over again. Did I do that? Did I do that? Urkel. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Right. All those. Or the guy, the Fresh Prince guy that does the dance. Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, yeah but no, he always time. wanted to, you know, I know. No, he, he hated that for he a long time. He went through a period yeah, in his absolutely. life where he didn't they want, did. he didn't even want to be asked about that no. at all. No, no, it's wild. But, uh, but and yeah, you so. you called Dream Daddy Ross. Thank I'm you, sure Maury. That That's great. Because that only happened to me in my 40s. <laughs> 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 You're not understanding the concept of the conversation here. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the story of the guy 
who was living in an airport for three months. Yes. Yeah. So this guy from L.A. Uh, flew to Chicago and was to fly back in October mm-hmm. from O'Hare. And because the COVID numbers are so bad in L.A. and he's like living in a place with like multiple people. He's got like a bunch of different roommates. Yeah. That he was too scared to fly back home to, for fear of getting COVID. And he stole a badge for from one of the employees that works at the airport. That's the problem. And was living in like a secured area. Yeah. And was only caught this past weekend. Yeah. And when security asked him like, yo, where's your ID? He handed it over and it was a badge that was reported missing back in October. Yeah. But the thing is... If a badge was missing, should it not have been, like, deactivated? Or did this guy literally stay, once he used that pass to get to the secure area, mm-hmm. literally stay right there I th- in that area for the past three months? I think that that's what happened. I, I'm Like, from, from the way that I understand it, that is he, I, I don't think that he left the secure area. Yeah. I think that he made it into the secure area because once you're in there... Like a secure area can be a large part of an airport. It's not like sure. he was locked in one sort of cafeteria. Like no, like the no. secure area is anything sort of like past security kind of thing mm-hmm. where you then have access to other things. Um, but it's crazy in the sense that like nobody questioned the new, like did he, like I'm wondering, like what you're, did you're not hiding day? in closets, right? Like yeah. you're, you're obviously milling about. And so but airports you, are busy, man. No, but I mean with other staff. Like there was not one guy that was like... Who's the new guy? You know, <laughs> hey, just see the Bruins game last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's not... Like he didn't have... Like I'm wondering what kind of conversations he had or what kind of relationships he had with people because there's... there's for no, money? Or like how is he eating? How is he surviving? Yeah, I don't know. I don't... That I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's wild. And so I know people are pissed like at this he, guy. How and, is he doing his laundry? And he's I guess up, just like, what, washing his clothes in the sink? Yeah, he's up on he's up on charges. But the but the judge in the case, and rightfully so, is really coming down on the people who are running security at O'Hare because they're like, I, I get it that this guy stole a badge and got in. But how the hell did you guys have somebody in a secure area for three months and not know? And O'Hare Airport in Chicago. It's massive. It's one of the busiest airports in yeah. all of America. Yeah. How is it that even in a secure area, as you said, it could have been just past security and you have all this space. Let's to, just say. Right? Yeah. To mill about. How is it that with the amount of cameras in that place, nobody thought that something was off? Yeah. No idea. No idea. But I, I'm with you. Like, it, you would think that somebody would check the badge at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody would, like, check the badge. Also, like, was he showering? Was he shaving? Or did they just work with this guy who one day showed up and then progressively got more gnarly? Like, was he able to do? Like, in our build, where we work here, right? If I forget my pass at home and I have to get a, a temporary, a day pass from security. Right. My pass that I left at home, they deactivate it. Right. When they activate the day pass to give me all the, the credentials to get to the... To where the radio station is. Right. Right? So at O'Hare, when the employee reported that their pass was missing, how was that pass not deactivated? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But think about it this way. Think about if you had a pass to get into even this building, Uh right? How long could you stay in here before somebody found you? 
Oh, months. <laughs> months, right? A building this size, yeah. yeah and months. you know, actually, maybe they did deactivate it, and he you just once don't he, need it. Once he was just in that area, he knew where yeah. to go after a couple yeah. of days, yeah. like his safe zones. Yeah, but it's but it's easy though. Like you have a badge on, like you got the badge on, and let's just say you know somebody's walking. You're sitting by the door, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, my badge doesn't work. I know that. So you just wait for somebody with a badge to walk in. And then you kind of like do that run scoot thing behind yeah. them. And you're like, hold up, hold up. Yeah, hold up. My badge don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just open the door for you. I got to call HR. You guys know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. The whole thing with this badge. I don't know what happens. Put Coke like, on it. I don't know. Like, it's, it's wild. Like in a place, even where we work, where there's like thousands of people yeah. in this building prior to COVID. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. them all the time. Like you can pass somebody. And I don't know if that person works no. here. Like they, yes, they have a badge, but like, what if no. they snuck and in? And I'll tell you, and I'm sure O'Hare has the same rules that all buildings do, but nobody feels comfortable following these rules. And every building now in the secure world mm-hmm. has the same rule, which is you're not allowed to hold a door for anybody. I know. Right? And that is such a difficult thing to to actually put into practice when you're a person. Because if I'm walking into the building and somebody's walking behind me and I like I don't see their card, like am I going to close the door on them? Yeah, let me see your right? pass. Where or, do you work? Who's or, your manager? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like <laughs> no, you, no, we hold the door for people. That's what yeah. we do. And I'm sure that that's what happened countless times when this guy was in the yeah. airport. What's up, new guy? Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Right. I don't know, man, but not wanting to go back because of COVID. That's like a, you got to really not want COVID to want to live in an airport for three months. I know. Yeah, big time. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, so I'm not happy with The Bachelor. Why? Because I'm not happy with the last two runs. Is it because uh, all the erotic stuff got you too hot and bothered at the beginning? No, I'm, I'm, I don't like it that everybody's just breaking the rules. I don't like it when Claire mm. just dipped early and then they had to bring in Tasha, all that stuff. And then now with this season, yeah. everybody's just breaking the rules. Like, like there's a gr- there was a group date last night. We'll get to Sarah in a second. Okay. Right. But there's a group date last night. And when the women go on the group date, the group date happens with those women. But then it all becomes about Sarah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's not on the group date, but yet she crashes the group date. And we saw this before in last season as well, which is just nuts. So it's the Sarah show. So start with clip number one, because okay. Victoria, who they still haven't touched up that girl's makeup. And I swear to God, she has pink eye. Oh, no. She looks like she has pink eye. And I think that that's maybe why they're not putting a lot of makeup on her. Um, But it really looks like she does. Um, So Victoria is now wanting to go to war with Sarah because if you remember, she went to war with Marilyn and got Marilyn kicked off. Remind me again. Sarah's the one that fainted. Right, but Victoria's who? Queen is Victoria. The queen, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. She's really the villain. She is the villain. Um, Marilyn's gone, and now Sarah needs to go. Cheers to continuing the journey and being vulnerable even when it's really tough. Cheers. Sarah is worse than Marilyn because she's not directly attacking one person. She is interfering with everyone's relationships. Thank you. Oh, I'm feeling a lot better. Her fainting spell came across really fake. Seriously, like all the fake bitches can all go home, go home, go home, go home, go home, skedaddle. Yo, it was bow to the queen. Yeah, okay. So then Sarah, they did a whole erotic thing. It was just dumb. 
Um, I went to bed after that. After yeah, uh, but then Sarah crashed the group date, and then she got time. She interrupted a girl who was on the group date to get time, and then it was just super awkward. Like at that really, point, shouldn't really somebody weird. step in, or shouldn't Matt say, "Hey"? No, but he loves her. He loves Sarah. Like as soon as she interrupted, he was making out with her while the other girl was standing behind like a tiny little screen that you could see through. Oh no! Yeah, so she yeah. Saw it was, the it was, whole thing. She saw the whole. Everybody, everybody saw the whole thing. Matt, what you doing? So then, so play number, um, play number six now for me. Hi, you guys. Hi. What's hey, going on? Um, I just wanted to address it. There was just like something weighing on my heart. And this is Sarah, right? This is Sarah explaining to the group why she interrupted their date. For a couple minutes, and I just wanted to be like the bigger person, let you guys know I'm here, and apologize. Like I know how hard that is. But you did it after the fact, and that's yeah, you should have annoyed. Like the damage is already done. Couldn't you have said this at another time? You know, I wasn't sure, like, when I would have an opportunity to say this, and... And it's the first day of the week. (laughs) And everyone's having a date this week. Chris Harrison said everyone's getting time today. Yeah. Like, what did you have to address? Because it would probably be pretty serious for you to have come here. It's, it's literally just between me and him. And I just want to let you guys know why I'm here, and I'm sorry. You didn't let us know why why you're here. And this is the best way I can, so I'm sorry. But I just want to let you guys know from me and hear it from me and not anyone else. We didn't really hear anything. Speak louder. Yeah, so then, so then it was so weird because so then Sarah and Katie talk. Right. And Sarah says that aside from loving Matt and not being able to deal with the jealousy of seeing him with other girls and everything else. She says that she wants to go home because her dad is sick and she doesn't want to miss the opportunity to say goodbye if something. Her dad is ALS. Okay. And she doesn't want to miss the opportunity. And so she's really, really torn. And so Katie at that time starts crying and encourages her to leave, right? So this is, so go to number 10 now. I mean, like, I really believe in the feelings I have with him, but I just... (laughs) I'm not cut out for this, and, like, I just can't give this my all, you know? Like, all of my worst insecurities are coming out. I really have to put my well-being first, and I'm not in a good headspace here. Oh, man. And, you know, I I haven't really opened up to you about the situation with my dad, but he has a terminal illness, and, like... It's not like years or months. It's like maybe like weeks. So that's really weighing on my heart too. Time away from him. And I thought I was ready for this. But like I have to be true to myself. But the weird part was is that she tells Katie that she wants to go home because of her dad. And then she goes and tells Matt that she is going home because the girls are mean to her. Oh no. Our connection is amazing but like i've been processing it and like i'm just like doubting everything and like if i'm ready for this and, like if i can truly do this and i told you like how important family is to me and yeah. like being away from them trying to get a sympathy from him mm. i think it's just like weighing so hard on me like I just feel like so alone here and like I was just like completely attacked by so many of the women in the house and I just feel like I'm not welcome. Oh girl, come on now. 
You said the one in the house? Like, what do you mean? Just like, I went downstairs to like apologize to the women for being in my room all day and was like completely attacked. Oh! <laughs> Some Bro. of the women in there are just really cruel and malicious. Bro. And it's like really hard for me. She just lit that fire yeah. and walked away. Yes, yes, yes. She lit the fire and then walked away. What you're going through from the standpoint and of then she your got in the car. And what it's like to be in She got in the car and dipped. And she's done. Oh. So now the best part is, so they finally get rid of Sarah. So Victoria now is like, finally Sarah's yeah. done. And then the promo for next week, again, breaking the rules. I don't like this. Which N is? A car pulls up and five new women are introduced into the show. No! Yes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Claire and Dale are done, huh? Oh, hold on. Girl, you want to spill this tea and talk drama? God, nobody saw this coming, huh? What happened? She was so nobody. sure a couple days in. She was so sure when she was the bachelorette that Dale was her guy. So. What happened? Claire, having already done The Bachelor, two separate seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. She got into that love triangle on Bachelor Winter Games. And then, of course, the Bachelorette. We thought this was it. Wasn't she? Was she, she in dipped early? Bachelor House too. Remember the one right before Paradise? Oh, maybe. I wonder. So, Claire has yet to say anything, but according to sources, Claire and Dale had been fighting a lot recently. Mm, mm, mm. Dale released a statement saying, "I wanted to share with you that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways." We appreciate the love and support we've received from so many people. But this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself. Something our families have taught us and instilled in us throughout our lives. We only hope the best things for one another. Please respect our privacy as we work through this together. Mm. So I guess she wanted to settle down in Sacramento. And because she's tired of all this. Yeah. And he wanted to like live it up in the city and get his career going and all that stuff. So that's that, awesome. that's why they were fighting. YOLO. But, but you remember we said this. When you have that kind of passion, like Claire frightens me a little bit mm -hmm. in the sense that when she is like, you know, be the man, like be my dad, be all those things. That's great when things are going well. That kind of passion is amazing when things are going well. But that kind of passion when things are not going well, is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. in her mind, she knows what she wants. Because it becomes the reverse of that. Yeah. You're not a man. Mm -hmm. You're nothing like my father. Like all of that stuff. When it, when it comes around the other we way. we were going to be together and you were oh going to take care of me. Yeah. My hero, you, my knight, my... You know, settle down. Stuff. Be the father to my children. And then thing, people right? are saying that he only went on the show for clout. No. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are saying, Maury. I was just going to say he turned that post that he did on Instagram. He turned the comments off, by the way. Oh, what was what were the the comments before he turned them off? We saw this coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, but why why would you turn those comments off? I mean, we did see this coming. He saw this coming. So they're done. Like they almost like they didn't even make it. Like how long? Like how long has it been? Not long, right? Like a since, couple weeks. Like since the final rose, like. <laughs> like it hasn't well, been that long would have filmed 
in the summertime. Oh yeah, because I'm thinking since we saw it. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But I mean, I mean, since since like since they sat down live after the show when they both did because that was recent, right? When they were like, we're oh, in love, yeah. we're in that love, was we're like in love. Early December, I think. yeah, early December, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, so Claire well, and Dale, knows, even during that time, right? Yeah, when they were filming the quote unquote live stuff. Yeah, they could have been privately. Right. Outside of what we saw, they could have been fighting about all this stuff then. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, question I is, assume from the beginning they've been fighting. Do you think Claire is now done with the franchise or do you think she's going to go back one oh, more she'll time? Go back. Yeah, you she'll think? Yeah. You think like what? Like Paradise or something like that? She'll no, be can't she back. Fight? No, she's going to try a whole different isn't, show. This, isn't this, no, isn't this she's like. She's going to go back. Shouldn't they have terms the pattern, like you do in politics? You know what I mean? Like, you can't go back like a four, fifth time. Like, four appearances and that's four, it? Four, and then you're Is done. Max? We'll give you a four. Yeah. Do you get a free robe on right? your fifth? No, I don't even know. But I think going back for a fifth is like, that's a bit sure. much. I think if given the opportunity, yeah. I think Claire would go back. You think so? See, I uh, think she's going to do Too Hot to Handle or something else. I know. She won't, though. You think they're going to let her no. out of that contract to do another show? No. No, you could Caitlin your Bristow couldn't pool. do Dancing with the Stars for 10 years. Yeah. Because oh, of contract. Yes, they I don't let you out of that contract. If they ask Claire to go back to something related to the Bachelor franchise, yeah. she will absolutely say yes. I think so, huh? Yeah, for sure. Oof. Because, guys, she's yeah. looking for love. What about, what about Claire and Matt? Claire and Matt? Yeah. Oh, what the if, guy what now? If, yeah, what if she shows up in a limo one night? What if she, she's one of the five that shows up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, on Monday? Yes. Ooh. Right? Just saying. I would be in for that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Merrick. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, buddy. So, what's on your mind? So, I'm about to be a daddy. Not a dream daddy like Roz, but a real daddy. <laughs> I need your help. Shut up, What man. do I need to get just to get ready for the big day? Are you for real or are you trolling right now? No, for real, for okay. real. We're expecting in May. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, first time daddy, first time uh, grandbaby in the family. So just want to kind of get an idea. There's so many things out there. There's so many Instagram ads that are coming up. Yeah. And I need to know what's important and and what's not important. So when you wrote us for Razamoka's Fix My Life, I'm just noticing here that you were on podcast 104, the Razamoka Show podcast. Uh, but this was when your wife was telling you to shave your armpits. <laughs> so I, I guess the relationship survived. It went pretty good. Okay. Uh, okay, so what are you so worried about, man? Mm. Yeah, there's so many things out there. Um, and you're reading, and I'm reading even mommy blogs, that, um, you know, things that I regret buying or, or things that, you know, you definitely need. And it's so hard to tell not having gone through the process bef- before mm-hmm. regarding, like, what's an essential item. We want to make sure that we're obviously ready for day one and, you know, the first week and so forth. But we don't know what's a gimmick mm-hmm. and what's a, what's a money grab versus what's an essential item that we absolutely need. And we just want to make sure that we're just being prudent with and, and, and thoughtful with what we're spending for and, and not just getting super excited by buying everything. Yeah. I've been shopping on, on all these sites and there's so many cute little onesies, but you know, am I overspending? Am I not overspending? You know, I will say, I will say this and I, and, and this is a completely like, it's a personal thing on what you sort of aesthetically want your home to look like and what you're interested in and all that stuff. My philosophy, and you don't have to follow it 
is don't buy things until you need it, right? Yeah, that's a good one. And don't fall into the trap of buying kid size. You yeah. are going to walk into a world where everything is so cute and so adorable and there's kid size dressers and there's kid size this. The kid isn't going to use any of it. You're the one that's going to be using it. Right? Yeah, that's right. So you don't need a kid size dresser for a newborn. What you need in that room is a adult size dresser that you can throw 5,000 onesies in because you're going to go through two dozen a day. Right. Don't don't fall into the thing of creating a fairyland in your kid's nursery where everything Mm -hmm. is just sort of like miniature world. And it all it's all kid and it's all cute and it's all purple. You're the one that has to open those drawers. The kid's not going to open those drawers. Stop looking at those photos on Pinterest. (laughs) There's so many. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But but buy stuff. But don't buy stuff until you need it. I think that's the big thing, because you're going to load up on things and you're going to one have nowhere to put anything. Yeah. And and two, your kid is going to start growing and developing so fast that these things, a lot of these things that you thought you needed, they actually didn't. Uh, well, what do you feel that I, quote unquote, need for day one? So when mom, uh, little girl and me come home from yeah. the hospital on day one, what should we already have in the house? OK, so you're going to need a comfortable chair for your wife. Mm-hmm. You're going to need diapers. Because you're going to be going yeah. through them a lot. Mm-hmm. And to Ross's point, you're going to need a couple of onesies, man. Yeah. I will tell you, when Jenna had crews, and even like when we were preparing, Merrick, we fell for every gimmick. Every single <laughs> of one of them. All of them. All of the gimmicks you could think of ended up in our house. Yeah. And then especially as he got older and those things that were like baby specific yeah. within the first six months of their lives, whatever, you look at it and it was like, man, we wasted so much money on all this nonsense. Yeah. A lot. First of all, look at the space that you're living in and map it out that way. Yeah, that's fair. Like, what are you bringing into the home and is it useful? Yeah, that's fair. When Rox was born, we were doing a renovation. And so Roxy was born in January and the renovation finished the following November, right? Wow. So from January to November, um, she didn't have a room. Yeah, it was a bassinet in our room beside Catherine, and that's right. where that's where the kids slept. And we had sort of like no toy room, no playroom, no nothing. Like it was just right. that's what it was. Is we had a change table that was a kick-ass change table. Um, we had the bassinet in the room, a place to put all everything that she was going to barf on. We didn't go for like <laughs> we didn't do a lot of cute clothes. We I don't think I ever bought Roxy a pair of shoes. Yeah, babies don't want to wear shoes. I don't think I ever. Oh bought yeah, Mary, don't shoes. do that. I made that mistake too. Right, babies, I bought uh, baby Timberlands and yeah. baby Jordans, yeah. and they ended up just going for donation. Actually, no, the Jordans went for donation. The Tims I kept, right, because they were cute. Yeah, you're but buying them never, for you. You're buying them never for you. wore them at no. all because kids don't want to wear shoes. They babies, do, they don't do not. Wear and shoes. let me tell you something else too. And and I don't want to get like all you know, parent and stuff like this. You know what, babies absolutely one bajillion percent do not want to wear and every time i see a baby in these it sort of drives me nuts and i judge the parents for it what is it babies don't friggin want to wear jeans oh (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) toddlers don't want to wear jeans 
Okay, that is like a thing for years later. Denim, denim on a baby. What's yeah. denim on a baby? Uh, but uh, but no, Mocha's right, and that is you're gonna. You're, it's a world, man, and you're gonna see it. And it's like, oh my yeah. god, look at all this stuff. And the way and, they market it to you, oh, right? Because then you start thinking, you're like, of course I need that. Yes, hundred percent. Oh, you know what you do need. What? And and I will say that the most dads that I know uh, take great pride in the diaper genie. Oh, okay. The diaper genie, when you pull that thing out and it comes out and it's like six feet long and you hold, it's like 60 oh, pounds. And it stinks and it so stinks. bad. But there's a moment of pride when you can get like this super long diaper genie bag. Right. I used to love doing the diaper genie because I'm like, how big is it going to be now? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, a place for the baby to sleep. You need a nice, yeah. comfortable chair for your wife. Uh, you need a stroller and a car seat. Yeah. And a house full of love. Yeah, All right. That's it, man. And then that's it. And and enough diapers and enough onesies for the baby. Awesome. You're, you said daughter. Congratulations, first of all. Uh, she's going to be sleeping most of the time anyway. All right? Yeah. I appreciate your guys' help. And thank you so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Mocha! Yes, Roz! Man, I love the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying it. I think they are. We work really hard on this, man. Very. You want to do the news? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you sound so bored. I'm exhausted. I'm not bored. I'm exhausted. We just, this is a long podcast, man. I know. L- hours and hours people have been listening before we get to this part. We haven't even done Ask Raza Mocha yet. I know. That's coming up. I know. So get that energy up, bro. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. How are you ready? Been ready. Let's do the news. A Raz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 News Break. Ben Affleck and uh, Anna DeArmas have split up. Apparently, she didn't want to be tied to Los Angeles, where Ben has to be tied to L.A., of course, because of his kids. But there's a crazy picture, so I guess he had a life-size cutout of her. Yeah. Right? And I don't know, it was like some promotional tool for some movie she was doing or whatever. But he had a life-size cutout of her in the in the house. And once they broke up, um, it was like put in the trash and it's on like thick, heavy Bristol board. And paparazzi were taking pictures of the garbage man, like trying to get it into one of the trash bins. And it oh, was no. and it was too big, so like two guys had to come and, oh, st- no. and stuff it and stuff it in the trash bin. Listen, if you're Ben Affleck <laughs> and you live in LA, you know paparazzi's around all the time, right? Yeah, I know. Like you take that cardboard cutout. Thank you. Right, take a knife to it and, and cut like, it up. Cut it up. Turn it inside out so that the 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 back of it is facing exactly. outwards. Thank tie you. Tied up with string or like tape or something. No. It right? Was, it Compress was, it. It was the whole thing. Life size. It was the whole thing of her lying down. That's you and know, it just went out to the trash, right? You know he's broken hearted. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he was like, I don't want I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. He threw a tantrum. <laughs> Batman threw a tantrum. I don't want it. I know, I know. It's so terrible. <laughs> Alfred's like, yo, don't you want to cut it up, sir? <laughs> no. It hurts. <laughs> so yeah. Sarah from The Bachelor last night. Yeah. She's the one that uh she went home. She Broke all the rules and everybody hated her and then she went home. But she was the woman that was photographed back in, I think it was February, right before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. where she was with g Easy before g Easy was with Ashley Benson. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Doing what? I don't know. But apparently she went from g Easy to The Bachelor. Girl. Right? Got some splaining to do. (laughs) 
And apparently Kim Kardashian and Kanye West attempts to save their marriage appear to have been halted. Uh, According to a new uh, report, the couple have completely stopped attending marriage counseling, according to the source. And Kanye is now talking to divorce lawyers this week as well. So we know that the story was Kim uh, had met up with a divorce lawyer a couple of weeks ago. Now Kanye, they say, is uh, meeting with his lawyers this week and that it is done. Damn. Uh, So word is Donald Trump will reportedly not pardon himself or his family. This was uh, from John Roberts over at Fox News. So uh, what a lot of people had thought that um, he was heavily urged to not even go near anything like that. However, with that said, um, five Nobel Prize winners are urging Donald Trump to put a, quote, defining stamp on his presidency by offering a pardon to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Uh, They say the outgoing president is under a ton of pressure. Uh, If you remember, like 10 years ago, Assange was um, prosecuted for uh, leaking U.S. military cables and classified documents. Um, but where is he? It, Sweden, right? Yeah, Sweden? yeah, I don't no. know where he is right now. I think they kicked him out of the consulate. I don't, actually don't know where he is. Um, but it's basically the persecution of a journalist, mm-hmm. right, is what's happening. You and Trump's going to do it? I don't, um, so. I don't think so. He should. He yeah. should. I was watching an interview yesterday with Pamela Anderson talking to Pierce Morgan about it because Pamela Anderson's real tight with Julian Assange. Like yeah. she would go and visit him in the consulate and stuff oh, like really? that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, um, they're tight. So, uh, so a lot of people putting pressure, and I still see that Joe Exotic is still trending on Twitter. Uh, no word on if Joe Exotic is uh, still or would be on the list of people that Donald Trump is going to pardon. Crazy, right? Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Rudy Giuliani is denying a New York Times report that he was offering pardons for cash. A a former CIA officer who was convicted for the illegal disclosure of classified information spoke to the Times about a meeting he had in 2018 with people connected to the president, claiming that during a meeting with Giuliani, when the president's lawyer, Giuliani, went to the bathroom, um, another individual there said, it's going to cost you $2 million He's going to want two million bucks in response to this report. Uh, Giuliani said these claims that I asked for or received any compensation for a pardon for myself or anyone else are false, defamatory, defamatory, and malicious. So, yo, back in the day, he took he took down the mob. Now all of a sudden. He's a mobster. Yeah. Well, he's always been a mobster. Let's be honest. SAG-AFTRA, this is the union that represents actors and everything else okay. in, in, in show business. Uh, they took a major step towards kicking Donald Trump out of the union. Oh, wow. Uh, meeting in a special session, the National Board of Directors voted overwhelmingly to find probable cause that Trump, who's been a member uh, for over 30 years, quote, violated the union's constitution. It found, if found guilty by the committee, possible penalties for Trump include rep- Reprimand, censure, fine, suspension from the rights and privileges of membership or straight up expulsion. Uh, The charges cite Trump's role in inciting the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th and his, quote, sustaining and reckless campaign of misinformation aimed at discrediting and ultimately threatening the safety of journalists, many of whom are SAG members. So if he wanted to, let's say in a year or tomorrow wanted to get back to doing showbiz right like apprentice say sure another reality show or apprentice is he not allowed then like unless he has this membership to sag and whatever the other thing is um geez i don't know if it's a union show i imagine it would be i imagine you have some union 
individuals on there, as all television in America pretty much does. But I don't know if you could do a s- sort of special thing for it. Listen, nobody's going to want to do a television no, show. No, absolutely guy, not. Right? He's on, he's on OnlyFans in less than three weeks. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know? I mean, a fat Joe and DJ Khaled are on OnlyFans. Right. <laughs> Josh Demel is reportedly in final negotiations to replace uh, Cannibal Army Hammer in oh, that yeah? J-Lo movie, uh, Shotgun Wedding. It's supposed to start shooting in like a couple weeks, too. I lost. I, so, lost. I like Josh a yeah, lot. Uh, I, I would like to see the two of them together. I think that's a real great pair. Uh, yeah. Shotgun Wedding is a movie. Um, the, the premise of the movie, we've heard so much about the title of the movie, but the premise of the movie is uh, follows a couple and their families heading to one of those destination beautiful weddings mm-hmm. um even as the bride and groom start to get cold feet but upon their arrival the entire group gets taken hostage hence shotgun wedding ah. right, so there you go are you interested in a cameo shout out from punxsutawney phil that yes okay so everybody's on cameo uh damon maury's on cameo a lot of celebrities on cameo the king of cameo right now is kevin from the office mm-hmm. i think he did like a million dollars last year on I cameo know, like it's incredible but any everybody now is on cameo and raised my price. you raised your price to what now what are you charging now what did you charge before Ten bucks. you charged 10 bucks before what do you charge now 30 30 what and how many requests have you got zero okay there you go <laughs> But Maury also had to do a whole bunch of them for free because he would get requests and then just not do them. Oh, and they're doing a promotion for Valentine's Day where you click if you can promise to deliver in under 24 hours. Right. I was denied because my track record is bad. How, like, you do nothing. Wow. Like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you, why are you so busy you can't, like, fulfill your cameo <laughs> obligations? <laughs> when you leave here, like, you go home and you put on your pajamas. Yeah. And like, then you're, th- like, that until... The next day that you have to get ready to come in here. Yeah, like you, you have nothing to do. I know, and any all the ones I do do, I use my stove light as lighting for when I do. <laughs> Money's worth, huh? Money's <laughs> worth. Anyway, uh, Punxsutawney Phil is on uh, cameo, and so how does this work? How does Punxsutawney Phil, a groundhog, uh, give you a shout out on cameo? Well, it's it's uh, it's Punxsutawney Phil and his handler. Listen to this. So B Rad got Punxsutawney Phil here, and I'm his handler, the Rainmaker. This is from your buddy Chaz. We understand you work in a hospital, and it's been a pretty tough year on the. Bre- side i'm assuming you've got the vaccine so you got that going for you phil and i are pretty far down on the list so we're still hoping for it guess you've been to punxatani and celebrated your birthday here which is awesome i understand that you shaved phil into your chest <laughs> anyway groundhog day put it on your calendar thanks for loving phil happy groundhog day now oh, the guy's the name ha- was i thought the handler was gonna be like Hey, it's Phil. <laughs> Can you imagine? Also, Punxsutawney Phil, $80 on Cameo. 80 bucks? 80 bucks for a shout-out from the hog. Wow. Uh, and also, that guy who requested that Cameo, his name was B-Rad. Yeah. That's just Brad, right? Oh, yeah, I guess it would right? be. That's like a guy named Brad who just goes by B-Rad. B-Rad. It's not like his first name Doug. No. And then, like, he's like, oh, but everyone calls me B-Rad. Right. Right? Like, it's not... It has, Brad. To be, it has to be Brad. <laughs> right. It would be disappointing if it was anything other than, anything yes. other than Brad. Yes. Uh, M. Ori. <laughs> you should start by going with that. Uh, the inauguration, in, instead of a, a, a the normal sort of inaugural ball that we see at uh, these things, they did a massive like hybrid concert 
performance art thing from all over the the United States with uh, everybody taking part last night. Uh, Katy Perry closed out the show, and Katy Perry is also the reason that Return of the Jedi is trending this morning because everybody right. said that when she sang Firework and they let off that firework display, it yeah. looked like the end of Return of the Jedi when they had defeated the Emperor on Endor. Yeah. <laughs> or the Empire. for anybody who hasn't okay, watched that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, uh, Katy Perry, I love this song. This song is so appropriate for, like, anything, right? Yeah. It's just the most appropriate song anytime. I think this is my all-time favorite Katy Perry song. Uh, I fully agree with you. He's of the fireworks display yeah. as a firework connoisseur. True say. I don't necessarily like watching fireworks, but I love setting fireworks off. Yeah. Um, and it almost looks CG last with the night. Amount? Yeah. With just, yeah, because it was just so, it was perfect. It was really, really beautiful. Joe Biden currently only following on the POTUS account. The last time I checked was 12 people. Because they do a reset, right? Yeah. Oh, I read if you were following the POTUS account before, once they transfer it over to Biden, yeah, you have to go now and I guess refollow because they just do a hard reset on everything. So right now, uh, the POTUS account is sitting at 4.9 million followers. He wow. is following 12. And the only celebrity he's following, so everybody else is sort of like hey, people who work in his administration and family and whatever else. So the only celebrity that he's following is Chrissy Teigen. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Cooking ideas, I guess. Yeah. And uh, she, wait, what about um, Barack Obama? No. Number 44. Um, That's your guy. That's your man's on, right hold there. On, hold on. Hold you know, on. Following hold him? On, hold on. No. With that real nice, sweet picture. No. Okay. Here's who. Here's yesterday? who. No, no. Um, he's following the White House communications director, uh, the White House domestic domestic policy advisor, the White what? House deputy chief of staff. Every day. That's a text. That's a text message. The White bro. House chief of staff, the White House director of National Economic Council, um, La Casa Blanca. I guess that's the uh, Spanish Twitter handle for the White House. Okay. Um, he's following uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris's husband is following his own wife, and then he's following the White House account. And yes, uh, Chrissy Teigen. No, he's not following Barack Obama. <laughs> if I was Barack, I'd be cheesed. <laughs> and when Chrissy Teigen found out, she just simply tweeted, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. I get they got to build up that uh, they got to build up his roster. I know. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Claire Crawley and Dale. So we know that they broke up. And according to news sources, Claire is just absolutely and completely devastated. And it was, in fact, Dale who dumped her. Um, and the rumors are sort of all swirling around the same thing, which is he was not ready to commit. And he made promises that he really had no intention of keeping, kind of get caught up in the moment. She wants to live in her mom has Alzheimer's. Yeah. So she wants to stick around and say in, in uh, Sacramento to help out her mom. Dale is God like, come on, man, I'm the television star now. I got to go to New York and make this happen. Yeah. Right. Like his DMs are blown up like crazy. Of course they are. Right. I wonder if he's going to go live at that place in um, 
Rain Manhattan that um, Matt James and Tyler that they share. Oh, is that like, what is it, like a bachelor pad? It's like they, they share um, like a penthouse suite or something. No, the they two don't. Of them. Really? Yeah. And this place, it's like $1,800 a month to rent. Yeah. And these two guys. That's reasonable. Who are living there. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much like the spokes people. They're featured on a lot of pictures for the Instagram page for this place. Oh, in Manhattan. okay. Okay. Really, huh? Yeah, so I wonder if he's going to go. No, he's got uh, He's got off. He didn't want to do this. It's not what he wanted to do. Anyway, uh, they caught up with Dale um, in New York City uh, oh, after did. yeah, after dumping Claire. It's, listen, it's a p- conversation with a paparazzo. How you doing, man? How's everything, right? Everything's okay. <laughs> how, uh, how are you feeling? Obviously, there's a lot going on right now. How are you feeling? Um, obviously, it's not the greatest situation, but... Uh, Claire and I have a lot of love for each other, and you know this is the healthiest thing for us right now. Are you guys going to continue to be friends? Yeah, Claire and I will be cool. Yeah. Well, well, why did you guys break up? Is there was there a reason? Was there fighting? Honestly, uh, we've just got a lot going on in our lives right now. Um, this is just the healthiest thing for both of us. Do you have any regret from being on the show? None whatsoever. I met Claire. You know, that's why I went on the show. Yeah. Well. Okay. Would, would you consider going on Bachelors in Paradise? I feel like you're the per- a great candidate for that. Not there yet, man. Not there? What about Bachelor? I feel like you'd be the next good Bachelor. Not there yet, man. DMs. How would you say the DMs are? Are they blowing up right now? <laughs> not even looking at them. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're not right. looking. Yeah, okay. Right. What happened? The, the, the answer to the question of what happened is he should have just looked at that guy and went, man, if you had this face, these eyes, and this body, and then became famous... Would you want to settle down? Yeah. No. I got these new wings. <laughs> right. Let me fly, baby. Exactly. <laughs> uh, celebrating America was the big special last night in lieu of a inauguration ball. I actually kind of like this better. Um, Tom Hanks hosting the evening. And he had this to say to the American people. In the last few weeks, in the last few years... We've witnessed deep divisions and a troubling rancor in our land. But tonight, we ponder the United States of America, the practice of our democracy, the foundations of our republic, the integrity of our constitution, the hope and dreams we all share for a more perfect union. Right? Nice. Uh, Also performing... Last night. So Katy Perry closed the show, but did you see, have you seen the John Legend performance yet? No. Really great, man. Listen to this. I saw a lot of people talking about it, though. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. A new life for me. And did you see that the Simpsons started trending too? Because people are saying that they predicted another thing. You know, everybody says that the Simpsons are like Nostradamus where they just predict the future. So 10 years ago, there was an episode where there was chaos in in, in the States. And Tom Hanks was brought in to calm everybody down and his line was hello i'm tom hanks the u.s government has lost its credibility so it's borrowing some of mine oh (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it when people find old uh, clips of The Simpsons and say that they predicted. Uh, yeah, man, it's super weird. But it's weird, though, it's right? It's really weird, yeah. yeah. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, here we go. Kara, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. This is the Ask Roz and Mocha section. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. What's your question? So my question is, um, what is something that you do or consume that you know is bad for you, but you will never quit? Mm, oh, God, the list. Um, before <laughs> we get to our answers, Kara, what is your answer? Well, when I was thinking about uh, this question for myself, I realized I haven't exceptionally long list as well uh-huh. um but i think uh the top three that i have that the only thing that stopped me from doing these things was when i was pregnant um was consuming way too much caffeine yeah wine yeah and wearing high heels same girl same Oof. <laughs> yeah. Is high heels bad for you? Yeah, it's not good for you. High heels aren't good for yeah, you. I know, and I wear them all the time. Yeah. And I everybody tells me that, but I just I like the way they look way too much. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> um I will say this. I I wish I didn't, but I love fried food. Yeah. Right? Anything that comes so out of three hundred and seventy degree oil to me, I mm. will eat. Like I just love fried food. Uh, I probably drink a little too much, um, and I also do, like, fairly dangerous yard work using machinery that can really do some damage in flip-flops exclusively. Yes, I've seen that. That is true. I only only do flip-flops or bare feet when I'm doing yard work, and that's with the mower, with the string trimmer, with the cultivator, with shovels, with with everything. Don't you ever think about, like, what if, like, one wrong move, and this device that I'm using, whichever out of the ones that you mentioned, right. what if something ever goes wrong, this device ends up where my toes are? No, because I, well, here's my thing is that if I'm wearing running shoes, it's not going to matter either. Yeah. Right. So, but I'm certainly not going to start wearing boots. Right. I'm not, I can't, I'm not the guy that can pull off. Maybe I could. could well, I, boots and shorts? Yeah. I think you could. <laughs> you think so? I'm already yeah. pictured. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already I think, it, I think it. it would have to be jean shorts, though, if I was going to do boots and shorts. Uh, no, I will never not do lawn work in flip-flops. I love the mm. feeling of the grass just hitting my mm. toes, and I love looking down at my feet when they get dirty, when I'm digging a hole, doing something, planting, whatever it is. That, that for me, and I know, because I'll post videos of myself doing lawn work in flip-flops, and people, like, come at me yeah. about how dangerous <laughs> it is. And I've hurt myself before. I hit, my, I, hit three, I hit three of my toes two summers ago with a string trimmer and i broke one toe and i lost Ooh. three toenails oh my god off one foot and, they, and even still then they, they eventually grew lesson back. not learned i i let i did the rest of my weekend lawn work still wearing flip-flops <laughs> wow after doing that and <laughs> you rebel yeah and the only time i would ever cover up my foot is when i was in the house where Catherine could see me because then she's gonna yell at me for doing lawn work yeah. and flip-flops so what i would, I would doing, yeah I would, I would hide it i would hide it <laughs> by the way the when boots Catherine i'm picturing you wearing are the beige boots with the black tip on them exposed white socks okay uh, light jean shorts First and exposed all, pockets I'm, underneath. Tr- I'm, I'm just trying to picture something beige with a black tip <laughs> like what does what are beige boots with a black tip those construction boots that have the sort of like that metally front part steel to toe it. boots is that what you're saying yeah 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 that no i get steel toe running shoes but i never wear them I never what, they make steel toe running shoes? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, just so you don't have to always wear boots. You can get steel toe running shoes. You have to wear them on job sites and stuff like that. Like when they were doing, like whenever you're doing a renovation and stuff, I just always leave them by the front door. So when I go in and they give you like a hard hat and goggles and everything else. Yeah. Uh, Mocha, what about you? 
something that I eat or something that I do that I know is not good for me. Yeah. Kind of uh, the same as you, Kara, which is... But I've been able to manage it, which was too much wine, too much caffeine. I've cut mm-hmm. way back on my wine intake, and I've cut way back on my caffeine intake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How much How much wine would you say when you when you made the decision to cut back on your wine intake? How much wine were you drinking? Oh, we were drinking like a couple of glasses a night. A couple of glasses. Yeah. Oh, that's every the bottle. Every the bottle at least. single night. Oh my god. There were some nights Jen and I like on a Monday yeah. watching Bachelor. Bachelor. Is that a lot though? A couple glasses. Yeah, depending on the, the, the type of wine. But yes, because we would go through like a bottle in yeah, an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you see, you know, watching a show like Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's two hours long. And after that first hour, you're like, oh, maybe we'll have another glass and crack open another bottle. Right. And then it was out one day when I was doing the recycling. Yeah. And I noticed our bin was pretty much <laughs> all wine bottles. Mm-hmm. At that point, both Jen and I were like, okay, this is ridiculous. We got to cut back. Right. So when I take the recycling out, it sounds like I just got married where I'm driving one of those cars <laughs> with all the cans, <laughs> with all the cans behind it. Like, <laughs> it's only, it's only cans. Yeah, what's your answer? Um, okay, this all started since the pandemic, but every day when I go home now, I have an egg and mayonnaise sandwich. Oh God. Ooh. I don't think those go together. Do they go together, egg and mayo? Fantastic. Yeah. Now, how do you prepare the egg? So I toast the bread, mm-hmm. and then I have a squeeze bottle of mayonnaise, and I put a chunk on either side of mayonnaise. But you literally just described two things you did, not one of which uh-huh. were the question Mocha asked. How do you, what did you say? <laughs> I heard, how do you prepare the sandwich? No. no. How do you prepare the egg? Oh, on Sundays, I hard boil five eggs, okay, and every day again, I have an egg. You just said every single day when you get home. Yes. This is what you have. And I so, said, how do you prepare the egg? Then you describe the mayo and the bread, and then you describe... <laughs> How you prepare the egg on a Sunday? No, because I have a bowl of hard-boiled eggs in the fridge, and every day they're so already you, done. You, you boil them all on Sunday. All on Sunday. Yeah. And I have this machine that cuts the egg into thinly slices. Yeah. Right? And so then I evenly distribute them on the slices of bread and just it's dice an egg them salad in sandwich. It's like Yeah, basically an egg salad sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah, like I guess. It's, it's yeah. hard-boiled egg and mayo. Yeah. Right? And I am obsessed at night. So, but oh. why is that bad for you? It's just mayo. I assume it's bad, right? Egg Why? and mayo? No. Oh, no, no. You're fine. Yeah, that's okay. You're fine with that. Oh, okay. What else do you do? Oh, and at nighttime, I devour a pint of Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia because I love hunting for cherries. Right. I'll tell you this. I think that we're stuck on food, but I think we can expand this because the question was, what is something you do or eat that you know is not good for you, but you will never quit? And I would say Maury in that category, maybe not so much the egg salad sandwich, but you are obsessed with other people's lives on social media. Oh, and if, that's and true. If, and if we, told, if we told you... How's that not good for you? It's not good for you. It's not good for you to be that obsessive about people and always checking in on people that See, never check Mocha in on you. when Mocha was talking about wine, I, yeah. was, I was biting my tongue. I was going to say they had a bottle of wine last night at 5 o'clock because Jenna posted on Instagram going, so it's 5 o'clock too early to have wine. So what? No, I know, but oh. I didn't say it. Why? Yeah, because this is why. Yeah, because you're stalking. <laughs> right, but I didn't right. say it. Yeah, you didn't say it. Well, what's, that, what's the problem with that? What's no, there pro- isn't. What's a, but what's the problem with five? No, there isn't. I'm just oh. saying because she said, "Is no, I'm just saying like the stalking on Instagram. Yeah, thing. see, that's your problem. Yeah. That Confirm. is the thing that you do that's unhealthy. <laughs> that's the thing that you do that's unhealthy. I don't uh-huh. think, I don't, and, 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 and literally, I mean, just even from what you tell me that, that you eat and the way that you and Matthew cook, I don't even think that you eat all that unhealthy anymore. I think you eat way better than you used to. Then how have I gained so much? weight since covid began because you're getting older man 
That's and what also happens. Cherry Garcia every single yeah. night. <laughs> Dude, those cherries they put in there. Maury used to uh, Mo- Mocha when we had offices here on. We were working on a on a different floor doing this show. And Maury had a little tiny closet that was his office, and it was soundproof, and it was dark, and it was disgusting. And um, <laughs> true, yeah. And Maury would go to McDonald's after the show, yeah. and you would buy what? I would get a Big Mac, yeah, two medium fries, yeah, a ten box of ten McNuggets, yeah, and a McChicken, and a McChicken. And he would bring all of that back to the office and just like cruise grinder or whatever you're doing in there. Oh, I, know, I, was, uh, I was building the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. How about that time I walked into yeah. your office and caught you? Yeah, you're building. I, and I have that picture somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna picture. say photo where it didn't happen. Uh, no, were... I have a photo of Maury cruising on grinder. Yeah, you were you were building bellies and boners. You weren't building you weren't building the show. Oh my god, okay? that's my new handle. All right, that's there's a lot of things growing in that room. The, the show was not one of them. Um, I was gonna say too, Maury. Maybe one of the things that you do that. <laughs> that's not good for you um is like all of your flirting with you know people on social media no, that's healthy yeah. mental stimulation no it's called oh. no, no no it's uh what is what is it called micro cheating it's micro cheating so much yeah so and, and hey, like, my question for you damn Mori. sorry to interrupt Ross. no do you please. have notifications turned on for majority of the people that you follow or no. the people that you interact with no none like pretty much every day because sometimes I'll post something on IG and almost immediately Maury will send a text to be like, uh, you know, something, make a comment about that thing oh, that I text yes. or yes. about that thing that I posted. <laughs> yes. No, I don't have no, I'm just on it all the time. I have no notifications. Right. Because the last thing you want is your phone to be sitting on the counter and it dinging with like random things. <laughs> Random messages from other men, you mean? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the uh, for the question, Kara. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for having right. me. Love Have you. a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye, you too. Yeah, Bye. my phone's never locked at home. Never? Never. Hmm. never. No, but it automatically turns locked. No, it doesn't. It just stays like this? Yeah. Oh, because mine just that goes feature dark off. after I, like a minute. No, I turned that feature off. Why? Didn't want it. Oh. It's a pain in the ass. But it drains your battery so much quicker. Ah, whatever. Plug oh. it in. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ash T. Smith says here, what is one thing your significant other does that you could never live without? Oh, interesting. That you could never oh live without. Oh, my God. One thing? There's a million things. Dan yeah, Mori, let's start with you. Like, I know that I, I honestly speaking, like, I know that uh, Matthew and I grind each other's gears, but, like, I could never live without Matthew and him doing things like um, cooking dinner or <laughs> yeah. wow. or cleaning the car started so well wow. or doing the laundry but i honestly or... love when he tucks me in at night like i could never now not live without that what do you mean tucks you in like what is that like when i go lie down because then i'll i'll read for a while and okay. he'll continue watching tv but yeah. he'll come in like he'll actually get up off the couch come in and fix the covers over me. And since we got a dog, he will lift Andy and say, I'm going to get emotional. He'll lift Andy and say, okay, kiss, kiss Maury goodnight, you know? And it's just like, it's so cute. <laughs> okay, so he tucks you in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and look at you, you're crying right now. Because it's like, it's, it's, like, it's so sweet. And now I'm picturing him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm picturing when he dies. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Who, Matthew or the dog? Matthew. Oh. <laughs> you know, Matthew's going to live longer than a know, dog, right? What am I supposed to do when he's dead? <laughs> what if you die before Matthew? Well, Which then I'm chances okay. are? <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> 
pretty much gonna happen. Please don't die. Because <laughs> who's gonna tuck me? So is that what you do? You just sit there so like Matthew will come and tuck you in and then he leaves the room and you're like, God, who's gonna do that when you die? It's like what I thought about last night. I'm like, please don't die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ross. Okay. What's uh? Is there anything that Catherine does that you could never live without? I think that you guys should go to bed at the same time more. I think that your your love life and uh, your sex life and everything else. I think that even if Matthew just went in and lied down with you for a half hour while you fell asleep, I think that connection is really really key because you guys aren't really you don't really fall asleep together, do you? We used to do that. I used to um, not be able to fall asleep unless he was next to me. Yeah. But ever since him working from home and I don't know what, but he's wanted to stay up later and he'll stay up to like one o'clock in the morning watching TV or, you know, looking at furniture on the Internet. Right. Interesting. Having alone time is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you and Jenna go to bed at the same time? Uh, so the one thing that I love about Jenna and she is so sweet is that even though she doesn't want to go to bed at yeah. the same time that I do, because yeah. I'm pretty much in bed any like between eight and eight thirty. Right. Yeah, it's early. Um, she <clears> will <throat> crawl into the bed yeah. and she will lay there with me while I fall asleep. Yeah. And she'll be on her on her phone, though. Right. Mm -hmm. But she just like wants to. We still have that connection. Right. It's you very rare yeah. that she will stay on the couch in the in the family room watching TV. And I go upstairs to bed. I mean, it happened last night, mm -hmm. right? She was watching something and I didn't want to bother her. So I was like, I'm just going to go to bed because I'm super tired. She was like, cool, no problem. I'll be up soon. I never hear or feel the bed like when she comes into the bedroom. It could have been an hour later. It could have been five minutes later, but right. I fall asleep right away. Um, so one of the things I absolutely love is that she will still lay in the bed with me, even though she'll be on her phone or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I fall asleep. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it's important. I really do. I I mean, I go to bed much later than you. And yeah. Catherine and I, we go to bed the same time every night. Like she it's it is so rare that one of us will stay up when the other one goes to bed. Sometimes on the weekends I will, like if I'm really feeling that I sacrifice so much of my life for the week yeah. where I just feel like I need to just I need to just not like abide by rules. And if Catherine's like, God, it's so late, it's like 11.30, she's like, let's go to bed. And then every now and then, if it's it's around 11 or 11.30, I'm like, no, I'm forcing myself to stay up. I'm going to watch something awful and violent, and I'm going to reheat something, and I'm going to eat way too late, and Oprah would be mad at me, and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but I got to do it. I have to do it just for my own sanity. Just and to then, break that mm, weekly routine. And then I fall asleep on the couch 20 minutes later, and then I go back down to bed, Yeah. right? Like, But I just have to break that routine. So I think that with Catherine, I think that... Um, Jeez, man, there's everything she does is uh, I would be lost without like there's mm -hmm. not there's not one thing that she does that annoys me. And it's and it's not like the way that she handles the house or whatever, because I, I do the majority of the cooking and she, you know, I, I would say that she's just the one that reminds me about little things where I blow over things and it's a much easier life to live when things don't matter and something as simple as, as remembering an anniversary or whatever it is or something good happens in a day yeah. where she's like, we should celebrate. And I'm like, celebrate what? And she's like, we celebrate things like this. And I'm like, okay, we do. I guess we do. And then she'll, <laughs> and then she'll order like cheesecake for herself and Roxy will get ice cream and she'll get something for me, right? Like she's always like, she's the one that, that, that makes note of the things that are important even though they're not life-changing, right? Yeah. She understands the importance of like winning a day and celebrating the things that make everything worth it. And 
and that's what I would miss because I don't think I would do any of that yeah. if she wasn't in my life. I like that. I think I need that. Yeah, I really you need like a lot that. more, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, I would I try my best to be um, as organized as I can, mm-hmm. and I utilize my phone like crazy. Notes, uh, reminder app. I use my calendar like crazy. Yeah. But if there's one thing, is that Jenna is way more organized than I am. Right. And has her together like so much. Yeah. Not just for herself, but for the family, for the household yeah. to keep things moving on a day to day. And yeah. then much like you said, Roz, like the little things, sometimes I'll be I'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot that one something. Yeah. Right. Or to take care of that one something. She's always on top of it. Yeah. And for sure, I'd be uh, I could never live without that. No, like even just go even just going by. Catherine showed me one of Jenna's uh, Instagram posts the other night. Right. Mm-hmm. And even even something like this, because I don't know what you're doing or, or what kind of life you live. But Jenna was selling your dining chairs and you had 10 of them. Yeah. First of all, that's too many. Okay, you should never want 10 people in your house. <laughs> no, that's between okay. the reason why we have 10 <laughs> chairs right. is because it's 10 people when we were allowed to have people over Yeah, between my family, like my parents and my sisters, right. and Jenna's mom, sister, my brother-in-law, right. and now with Cruz. Right. So it's exactly that's 10 many, people. That's too many people. Um, but so Jenna, sold, she posted on, on Instagram that she was selling pictures, right? Yeah. And she was selling chairs. And I guess she sold them. She did. In, like, in a second. Immediately. So here's the thing, is that if we were in that same situation where Catherine was like, we got these chairs, you know, we should probably try and sell them. I'd be like, yeah, hey, we should probably try and sell them. And if she was like, okay, can you just like post it and see what you, I would never do it. I like know. I just never would. Where somebody like Jenna will do it that day and they'll be sold, you know, three hours later and out of your life by that evening, right? Completely. I just would never do it. They would sit in the hallway stacked up. Same. For for a year because I'm like, God, who wants to go through the process of selling these things? Well, you it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. We have, and we've talked <laughs> about this in the past, right? She's like, uh, we should probably sell this. Like, should we put it like on Facebook Marketplace or yeah. should we put it on IG or whatever? And I'm like, no, because I don't have to work out logistics because for sure I don't want anyone showing up at my no, house, right? No, 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 and no. And then no, I don't no. want to have to like, then I got to be the person to put everything in the car. Yeah. And drive it. It becomes and, your problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, right? I know. I, I know. just sell my stuff to the neighbors across the hall every time we want to get rid of something. And they buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We got rid of, like C- we got rid of tall CD cupboard thingies from Ikea. Yeah. And I was like, I knocked on their door. This is before COVID. I'm like, do you want three CD racks? Yep. And then the guy next to them, I'm like, do you want these two chairs? Yeah. Do you remember when CD racks were like art in your house? They were like furniture. Oh, yeah. Like they, you could buy these really ornate CD racks that you would like screw to the wall. Yeah. And stuff. Like and it would wave. just carry. It would look like a wave. And oh, those things are ugly. Uh, CDs were. I never wanted to we display CDs. We still have CDs. three racks. You do. Do you still? Well, because Matthew's not going to get rid of the Mariah Carey. I'm not going to get rid of the Madonna. Right. So two CDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, B asks, what would be the worst wish to ask from a genie? Oh, To God. tell me how I'm going to die. You wish to know how you're going to die? Yeah. That's a, Some people yeah. might want to know that. Ooh. That's a terrible wish, though. Yeah, yeah that's what I it says. Worst, worst wish. Yeah, that's, that's a bad that wish. I want to waste a wish on that. Well, that's what I'm well, answering the question. What's the worst wish? Yeah, Maury's answering the question. Like, what's the worst thing you could, you know, you could do? Like, what's the worst thing you could wish for? Something even that would be like, I don't even like worded wrong or like it just wouldn't come out yeah. right or... 
you know when you know like when somebody says they you know they want to be famous right i wish i could be famous and then the genie is like okay cool and then you become famous but you become famous because you stole you know two million dollars from pensioners yeah. you know what i mean right like yeah you didn't, you didn't, spe- you didn't specify yes you didn't specify how like there's the, the idea of genies for me i used to think about this a lot when i was a kid uh-huh. coming up with the most perfectly precise way to form one question or one wish that was foolproof mm-hmm. that where the genie couldn't mess with like you. Like I wish for unlimited money. Right. But what if I gave you unlimited money in funds that translated to very little in Canadian dollars and it would cost oh, then you, if you have a to, fortune. I, I wish I had unlimited Canadian money. But what does that mean? Unlimited Canadian like money. Like anytime I go to the ATM, there's always going to be money available. Okay. No so, matter so, how much so, you want. so this is how you have to form the wish, mm-hmm. right? So what would so if you wanted unlimited money, right? What would be the way to say it where the genie couldn't mess with you? Because you could say unlimited money and you so, go to the bank machine every single day and all you get, like let's say for the rest of your life, the money that you get is only in fives or no, only in toonies. No, so so say say your say your question again. Rephrase that question. Okay, genie, I wish I had unlimited Canadian money. Uh, sure, you do have unlimited Canadian money, but you need access to it. So you have to say, okay, Jeannie, I wish that any time I went to the ATM and wanted to withdraw $100 in Canadian money, it will be there. Okay, cool. Your wish is granted. But here's the thing. You're going to be in jail in a week because every time you go to a, an ATM, you're going to be withdrawing money out of somebody else's account. Okay, Jeannie, I wish that... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Them genies you know are what I mean? such jerks, Them genies huh? are such jerks. Like you could say, Jeannie, I wish I were taller, right? Yes. And instantly the genie will make you taller, but let's say your legs are the same size they are right now. <laughs> yes. But from the hip... Huge body. Right? Your, your torso is All just torso. massive. Yes, yes, right. Right? Uh, yes. Friggin' genies. Huge penis, it's on your shoulder. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Like <laughs> you have to be specific. Yeah. You have to be. You have to be incredibly. Spe- and I used to. I used to obsess about genie wishes because I think I thought genies were real. Like I thought there was. If there was ever the time where I would come up with a genie lamp, I needed uh-huh. to be ready. Like this couldn't be something be that, that you that you could think about. Like, so you I had actually to wanted to say specific genie. I wish that I looked flawless. But then to the genie, like what does flawless look like? Like yeah. if I wish like, I had. So you know what happened is like your, your your scars would disappear. Yeah. That, that would be. Oh, so that would be, be like it. I wish that I had abs. Yeah, sure, but then you're still gonna have a fat ass and saggy titties, <laughs> right? Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that would be Friggin weird. Genies, <laughs> yeah, genies, like they mess, they mess with you, right? And they do it for fun too. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Idiots. Or like, or you wish for abs, and then you wake up and you get abs, and then that afternoon you start losing your hair. Okay, what if you said, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Can like, you say, genie, I wish that I never died, but you aren't dead, or I wish that I will never die. But then what happens if down the road, like, oh, no. I don't know. You're going to get all the disease. You could, so the genie would get, you'd still get old. You'd still get all the, if there's diseases. Yeah, or yeah you could get ALS and then just live in that state for the rest of your life. Yeah. Where no matter how hard they tried to kill you, they couldn't. Like you would be a puddle in like in a, in a dish <laughs> yeah. at yeah. some point with, when you'd still have a pulse. Like that's never dying, right? Or you commit some sort of crime. They sentence you to life in prison and yes. you're literally in prison for, for life yes. forever. Yes. Right? Yes. Never dying. Yeah, like I think that I think the only way the the grand wishes with genies, you know, sort of never work. I think that the I think that the only way to sort of get, you know, the 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 wish from a genie where they can't mess with you is if you had said something along the lines of like, you know, 
Like, I wish that I owned a, you know, Shelby Cobra 19, whatever, whatever, in perfect working condition, right? I wish I owned it. It's my car. It's in work, working, working, working condition. Nobody's going to take it away from me. It's not stolen. Yeah. Uh, it's Then at that point, it's just my job to up, upkeep and find a garage for it to keep it in, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But once you start getting into money or health or all of these other things. There's it makes me so there's always a trick. Yeah. Like right? I wish that my husband will trust me forever. <laughs> sure. But are you using that only so you can then have an affair on him and he will never question it? No, it's just like I could like no matter what, I could do no wrong. It's it's interesting to me mm. that it's interesting to me that when it comes to trust in your relationship, you would have to go to a genie in order to get your husband <laughs> to trust you. Like what have you done uh-huh. where your only hope now at this point is a genie wish <laughs> to get your husband to trust you? Okay, okay, okay. Real talk. Damn more. Yeah. What's the last thing you did? And be honest, the last thing you did that you think would have violated Matthew's trust in you? Oh, it's just looking like the Instagram accounts that I look at. Like, yeah. I haven't done anything. No, that's not true. He doesn't know about the parking ticket I got. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's tough. I though. carry it around in my pocket everywhere until it's paid for. <laughs> you don't even, you don't put it down anywhere? <laughs> no. It's in my pocket right now. Wow, you're like, a, you might as well keister it. You're like a guy, you're like a guy with a cell phone going into the joint. <laughs> uh, and also, he would never find it there, by the way. <laughs> We all know that. That's probably the safest place. Uh, Jennifer has a question here that says, will any of you try Fabian's Roz and Mocha weed? Fabian, who's been on the Roz and Mocha show um, forever, recently has said that uh, he's growing a strain of weed that he's named after us. He has two plants, a Roz plant and Mocha plant, and he was able to get seeds from both, Mm -hmm. and he's now creating the Roz and Mocha weed. Can I ask a question? Jennifer wants to know if we're going to try it. This has your name on it and stuff. If he's going to go out and make money on this, are you, you haven't really, like, how, what's in it for you? Well, we'll see how big it gets. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, am I going to try it? No, I do not do well with weed in any way, whether it's eating it or smoking it. I've done it a few times in my life, and I've become violently ill and don't know what it is. I have no, I have no idea, but um, no, I will not be trying I wonder that. if you could turn the rosin mocha weed, honest question, mm-hmm. if you can turn the rosin mocha weed into CBD oil, which is, there's no, yeah. no TH, no, no, whatever yeah. is in it, and then that then becomes healthy for as far as arthritis and whatnot. Yeah. And then it can be used for good. Well, I mean, weed. <laughs> sure. Used for good. Yeah. <laughs> like um, save, saving the world and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. It's, it's interesting with CBD oil because Catherine has Like, my like, dad swears by it now because of his shoulders. Like, he oh, read I know. about it, and he rubs it on his shoulders or his knees, and it works. Yeah, I know lots of people that take CBD Mm-hmm. Like a ton of people, and it's and it's like it's a miracle. It helps them yeah. out so much. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know, I, and I don't know the process. I don't know enough about weed to know can weed become CBD oil. Like I don't know what the process in all of that Next is. Let me calls in. I want to ask that. Yeah, you should. Um, so I don't know, Mocha, are you going to try it? I might. Catherine might. I might try it like on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Then that way, if it messes me up, I still got Saturday to right have it all out of my right. system. Maury, I if he turned it into like a cookie or something, absolutely. Yeah, but you won't smoke it. Well, no, because the last time I tried to bring weed home, Matthew was so worried about police showing up. Right. I know it's legal now, but he's just worried someone's going to find out. Right, But if it's a cookie... Yeah. Maybe loosen you up a little bit, get rid of some of those inhibitions. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although you have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> no. uh, um, yeah. So I think that I, and I maybe he could. I don't. And again, I don't know the process of taking weed and making it into a cookie either. So if Fabian's able to do that with the Razamoka weed, then we, I'm sure we could get you a cookie or rice crispy. Now is it Razamoka weed or is it the Raz plant no and the plant? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll end on this question from Leah. I know Raz and Mocha don't hang out off the radio, off the air, but fast forward 20 years. Mm. Do you think you guys will hang out together when the show is done and over? Oof. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll still text and stuff. Yeah, we, no, 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 we will. I, I will, no, no, I will, I will say this. Um, will we make a point to still like see each other every now and then. Yes. Because, Absolutely. Because Catherine would never allow that to happen. For um, sure. And Same she, with Jenna. Yeah. She just would never allow that to happen. Uh, she would just schedule the whole thing and say that, you know, Jenna and Mocha and the kid are coming over at some point. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> although, although Cruz, Cruz would be in, Cruz would be 25 years old yeah. um, at that point, which would be weird. Um, so, uh, no, so I, I think that okay, there's no way that Catherine would never sort of allow that to, to happen, but it would be, I think what would, what would be weird is if we no longer did this show, but then started hanging out more than we naturally would now. And yeah. our natural hangouts now are very sparse. They're very. very few and far between. Yeah. Um, so I think that it would probably wind up being the same. Like we would maybe, you know, realistically, it would be like a once a year thing yeah. in, the, in the summer. But we'd still like check yeah, in and know what's yeah. happening in each other's lives yeah, like but, through but texting would, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but would we would we start hanging out, hanging out? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maury? I was just waiting for you to sort of see if I was going to come over or not. Oh, I was yeah, waiting no. for like that <laughs> mention. How many times have you been over? Yeah. To this place now? Oh, for, like actually inside? Yeah. Like I've been outside. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, let me rephrase the question. How many times have you been to my place on invite? Once. Okay. <laughs> What was that one time? What did I invite you over for? It was so, oh my God, I was so shy. It was when I first started and you made me mac and cheese. I made you mac and cheese. Yeah, and I had like bread, breadcrumbs on top. It was like in a ramekin. You don't even remember? No. But what did I, I invited you, I invited you over? Yeah. To my house. Yes. To eat mac and cheese. No. That doesn't sound like something you would do. Hell no. Yeah. Don't I can describe the, the whole kitchen. I don't, I don't remember at all. Yeah. So wait a second. You came to my house and I made you food? Yes. No. Yeah. And you hung out. Well, after I ate, it was like I left. Like I came in specifically to try your mac and cheese and then I was it was done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like here, taste this for a sec. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it needs anything? Do I gotta have like, anything? <laughs> like that? Like I'm a mac and cheese call girl? Like you just <laughs> like you came over, had a little bit. I looked at the clock and I was like, all right, let's <laughs> Do you know what's weird? I think Leave the you money on the dresser? Left, I, I'll talk I, to you soon? In my mind, I think you left the kitchen and I was alone and then just left on my own will. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if that actually happened. <laughs> I don't know if you came to my house and ate. Yeah. No, That's, I don't know. It sounds like a weird, like... That's weird. Like a weird fantasy Maury had once. The ramekin was white. What, what are you talking about, the ramekin? Like the, the dish? The, the dish was white. Yeah. See, how would I know that? But so what happened? Like I said, hey, I'm making mac and cheese. Why don't you come over? Yeah, I think you described your mac and cheese and you're like, tell you what, um, the next time I make it, you'll come over. And then I remember you saying, okay, I'm making mac and cheese. I came over and then I sat there. Wait, did you go over uninvited? Or? No, no, no. He, oh. Roz invited I sat there. He put it in front of me. Yeah. I don't think we spoke. Right. <laughs> Just like a call girl. Everything right now is a call girl wow. experience, by the way. I ate the mac and cheese and then yeah. left. Okay. So. 
<laughs> you didn't say anything? There was no talking. Okay, so I think I, I think I said Ooh, this is really good. Okay, so you, you I don't believe the story. I don't believe the story either. Because <laughs> really, because here's here's my, here's my thing is I think Maury may have me confused with something else from his past. Because listen, to what he says. Okay, <laughs> I came I came over, I sat down. There was no talking. <laughs> you put it out in front of me. I put it in my mouth. Yeah. And then I got up and I left. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Right? I you know what? That's not me giving you a mac that's not a mac and cheese story. I think you have like a like a revisionist history of an experience you had with a prostitute. That... No. You know what happened? I think those things yes. that you just described happen. But to mask it in his mind, Maury created the he came over to your place. That's what I'm saying. This right? is a story he has of, of, of a prostitute of, not coming yes. to my house for mac and cheese. No, I remember the taste. <laughs> <laughs> At Kistai 25 is where you will find Ask Rosamoka. Uh, just ask your questions and we'll try to answer as many as How we How did can. it taste? Oh, it was big. <laughs> this has been the Ro Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.